It's it would definitely not be like that time when the, our bunny died, and I was just like, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, that was just nasty. Yeah, because we left it outside for a couple days first before I got to care of it. In a cage. In a cage. So it was dead. Just, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. It has an, It was my parents' bunny. It was in an outside cage, and we thought it was dead the night before, and we just didn't want to deal with it. So the next day, <laughs> I went out there, and like a third of it was just rotted away. Oh, good. Jesus. So good. I had to deal with this shit, and mom and dad were like, "John, while we're away, please bury the bunny in near in our pet cemetery because we have one of those." John, and I think that I do? think the bunny might be dead, John. And, uh, you know, half of it is rotted away. It might be well, dead. Well, it didn't look like that the night before. Had it evacuated its bowels, John? Uh, I didn't look. It was night. It just uh, wasn't moving and laying down and looked very dead. Um, but considering, like, it, we knew it was It rotted quick. I think it got, like, a spider bite, bite that, like, yeah. made it decay from uh, the inside oh, out. Oh, good. So instead of burying it because we were lazy, we just, like, Put it in a shoebox and then wrap the shoebox in plastic, and then it was still leaking maggots everywhere. And Vigor and Sudafed and and Reese's peanut butter cups. It's a Sox Cast episode thirty-one. I'm your host Polly, and I'm sick. Boot sucks being sick. But but before we started recording, I ate five Reese's peanut butter cups. I just ate them all up. I was just like, yeah, I'm sick. I'm gonna enjoy myself. I know that feel. And they taste really good. And the Sudafed's really starting to kick in, so I'm starting to get oh that boy. that <laughs> wonderful floaty kind of feeling where you look at the ceiling and it's like, oh, when did snakes get up there? Sudafed cast, episode fish. Episode. <laughs> All right, and uh, to my immediate virtual right, he allowed God to let you motherfuckers exist. It's Rhett. Hi. Hey, <laughs> Rhett, guess what? What? It's cold season. And you have a cold. Why did you do this? I'm sorry. You, I got everybody on Twitter sick. You got everybody fucking sick. And now it's just like, great, I've got to do a podcast stoned out of my mind on Sudafed. <laughs> and hopefully I don't fall asleep. And if I do, you're going to host the rest of the podcast. So I'll try to do that. You, that responsibility is all on you now. Are you are you able? I've trained you adequately for this. You know, I gave you guys yep. a couple episodes to host and you did all yep. right. I might need my extra co-hosts. The the extra voices in your head that somehow (laughs) came into the material world and were there. For for a brief moment. They were there. They were there. I saw them as they were leaving. (laughs) And to my immediate virtual left, he is your sweet, sweet baby, baby brother. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey, John. What's up? It's cold season. Yeah. Why did you do this? Why did you do this? Oh my god, it was really lousy, and I had it really bad for a while. You, you came to this podcast last time, sick off your tits, with being sick, and now you gave mm-hmm. it, you gave it to me, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not very appreciative of it. 
Well, you know what? I accidentally coughed into Anna's mouth. Oh, good. And she got sick a little bit after that. And she got so, like, painfully sick. She went to the doctor and they prescribed her some really heavy antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And then the antibiotics just, like, wrecked her body for, like, two weeks. And she got, like, a really bad fever and a bunch of other really bad side effects. And is still getting over that. So Sometimes antibiotics aren't worth it. No. Let's just not ride this, it out. We can not in this out. case. No, not at all. You ready for a podcast, John? Yes. That's good, because we got a special guest. Ooh. This person has been, I, I'm pretty sure has been with SocksMakePeopleSexy.net since we started. And I, I can't remember if you got started from uh, 80Z Bits or if you were even there before, like when a lot of people were congregated at VG Cats forums. Uh, hey, Peaches! Hello, yes, I'm... I'm I'm blushing at being called a special guest. Aww. Oh, well, all of our guests are special in some way. Wait, VG Cats Forum? Yeah, we. Oh go, my god, people go. I don't along. go back that far. You don't go so. back that far. So no, you VG in. Cats said, "Get your butt to eight easy bits," and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just rode it all the way to where I am today. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a, it's basically the kind of the through line. Most people found. Uh, most people found eight easy bits through VG cats kind of giving them the rub um and then they stuck with us uh and then some people kind of stuck with eight easy bits for a while and then it moved over to people finding the site through uh fiddle faddle farts um <laughs> what fiddle faddle farts there's articles pat wrote about, about those final fantasy oh yeah those. oh yeah, okay yeah. i'm sorry i thought I, I'm, like are you literally <laughs> talking about um that peanut butter popcorn or Man, I love fiddle faddle. I really do. Like I like I think that would be the perfect compliment to go with those Reese's peanut butter. I already miss those Reese's peanut butter cups, by the way. I really do. It's like I I'm looking at the empty package. And I'm like, man, I wish you were full again. I'm rambling incoherently. Um That's so, not true. I've no I've followed everything. Okay, good. Uh so <laughs> Peaches, uh, welcome aboard your debut on the SoxCast. We only just learned a while ago that you actually have a voice. Yes, yes. Uh, things just didn't work out because I am lazy. Um, I, plans were made, and um, I just didn't bring them to fruition. But, but hey, you um, you can say that you discovered me uh, podcast-wise. So, yeah, uh, like, so yeah, when you... Ever- when you get famous, you have to give all your money to us because we're the ones that provided you this outlet. Every cent. Every single two cents that you get. That'll probably be as much as you get. We don't make money on this podcast yet. Don't worry. We're 30 episodes in. We're bound to strike it rich soon. Um, get that so, YouTube red money. Yeah! I'm going to start throwing <laughs> these up on YouTube red. I bet people would subscribe to listen to this bullshit, <laughs> wouldn't they? Um, so, Peaches, um, who the hell are you and what do you do? Oh, that's a good question, metaphysically speaking. Um, on a literal level, I have been playing video games pretty soon after I was born. Uh, it's a big part of my childhood. I still remember my aunt and uncle who I, I reviewed them. Yes, you Uh, did. (laughs) Yes. They had a huge pile of games and I guess I don't know if my parents were sick of me or what but i'd, I'd be there a lot they, they were and they, play they their were games sick. They, were sick. <laughs> they, they were sick of you mm-hmm. okay. 
Yeah, I also um, write and draw every so often. Um, Watch out for a... snakes! Oh yes, yes, the comic. Oh, the comic that I. Yeah, I just want to bring that back. I, I, but looking back on it, I'm like, I don't even know what I did. I had one character leave to be a strip to go work at Slipshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was an interesting little series, and I think you should definitely revisit. Oh, thank you. Oh, so that's my, my microphone. Well, more recently, I am uh, bringing a legend. Uh, sorry, uh, Legend of Korra: Last Airbender RPG to the masses. Are it's, you really? It's not like an official licensed product. It was uh, they kind of filed off all the serial numbers so they could <laughs> Kickstarter it, and I think it w- went pretty well. When we have a player going, "Oh wait, I want in, but uh, I want to be an animal companion." Oh, good. And someone else is like, "Yes, I'll be a fire shaper. I'll set you on fire." And and you just burn everything with me. That so, sounds like a good time. A it was. <laughs> so you were involved uh, with a Kickstarter for this game? Uh, not that much. I uh, I really really like this system it's based on. Mm-hmm. And so someone once posted on Tumblr, almost like like incidentally, like oh, someone's uh using this apocalypse world engine for last airbender and so i googled it and i managed to find like a, a beta character sheet i'm like oh this is so great i should follow up on it and i guess a couple of years later it was on kickstarter so yeah i'm not a highfalutin um master of social distribution i just thought this would be you know a good thing to do so you're, you're, you're more I, of a master of the dungeon <laughs> Exactly, yeah. I have a friend that did, uh, he did his own pen and paper RPG um, when we were younger. It was a, a sci-fi themed, and you had, like, spacecraft, and you also had uh, human statistics. Um, and I always wish that he would actually have gone through with trying to get it up and going, because he didn't borrow systems from anybody else. He wrote mm-hmm. his he wrote his own systems, um, had his own uh, character design things and traits and races, and it's just this whole world planned out that was just like, dude, you're 15 and you've already got this stuff working, and it's legit fun. Like, you need to go through with this, but he's never really done um, anything with it since... Um, we like we meet a couple of times a year and we we break it out because we still have our characters from when we were 15 and 16 years old and, and conceiving the wow. thing. Wow. Uh, and it's really cool. Uh it's my friend Rob. You're probably not listening, but yeah, dude, Quasar is awesome. Listen to this guy. He's talking about getting people on Kickstarter and he's got a million dollars he'll give you. Isn't that right, <laughs> Peaches? Um I I'll say that. Yes, I have a million dollars I will give you. See? Look at that. Look at all the support you've got. And Rhett said he'll sell his body to get any <laughs> amount of money that you need. Isn't that right, Rhett? Yeah. 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 And John will fart on everybody that doesn't pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's got gluten problems. And it makes him... His, his, it's his, real it, easy. It makes just him, all sorts of farts. It makes him butt sad. Mm-hmm. I just farted just now. That's so cool. You should... Like, we should get a fart mic. Just for your butt. Just for your butt. My God, where is this episode going? Okay. Um. So, um, with the whole pen and paper thing, how's that turning out? Like, where's the the project at now? What's going on with it? 
Well, um, the final version's coming out, including the reason I mentioned the Animal Companion is that they're making a version of that where you're actually the character. So, I was essentially, last game, it was someone just being an NPC, non-player mm-hmm. character. But yeah, they're, they're bringing out uh, all sorts of big guns because the creator of the Kickstarter basically said, Guys, I cannot think of any other stretch goals. Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't keep donating, but we're just like above and beyond. So if you got people passionate about your your thing, you don't really need to like stretch yourself for stretch goals because stretch goals ultimately add to production time. So, you know, if you're going to be responsible with it, promise what you can do and, you know, you can look at editions later because, you know, tabletop RPGs tend to always have, you know, second, third editions, things like that. Things you can add in the future. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, anything really else about cool. on That's the... Really cool. Anything else on the old uh, tabletop kind of RPG front or doing anything else? What you got? Entertain us. Here we are I now. I fiasco a while ago. I really need to get some oh, dice so I can play it. Yes, yes, do it. Oh, you know cool. fiasco. Yeah. I don't I read through the rule book <laughs> and it looks super cool and I own it, but um I don't have enough dice, so I should grab those and get some friends together. I played it over Skype, so uh-huh. you know, you can try that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, get with get with Peaches and cool. you two can have a little fiasco date. There we go. I I was actually in the same room as Jason Morningstar, and I wanted him to sign the book, and I just chickened out. Oh, come on. It's mm-hmm. just Jason Morningstar. It's not like he's going to, like, bend you over the table and pound your butt after he signs it or anything. Why, why did I say that? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'll autograph my rectum while you're there. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> White panel <laughs> Uh, cool. So, uh, anything else on that front, or games, or what else? What else you doing? Uh, let's see. I guess that's pretty much the most solid thing I, I have in the works. I've got ideas, but you know, the thing about ideas is that they're pretty much the same as things that don't exist. You cannot see them. Making games is fun. It yeah, is. any kind of game. Like if you like mm-hmm. want to make pen and paper RPGs, fucking do mm-hmm, it. You want to make mm-hmm. go make, for it. There are plenty of you, you know tools out there and systems to help get you started, just like it is with video games. So you got a passion, go make it happen. For sure. Positivity cast episode fish. Inspirational cast. So what else is on your mind, Peachum? On my mind. Let's see. Well, um, as long as we're talking about food, I have, yeah, my local hippie grocery store is starting to sell these ginger candies by, in bulk. Mm. So, yeah, and in October, all the bulk foods were discounted, so I'm just, every time I go in, I get this big, big bag of ginger candy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's got a good burn to it, so, you know, if you like spice. And I do, I do. <laughs> It's good stuff. Good stuff. Always get candy. It's, ha- it's Halloween after all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I bought like a bunch of chocolate the other day and just really picked out, and I felt really bad for like two days. No, you never so. feel bad after chocolate. Never. Well, wait. You got butt problem. Well, that's not because of chocolate. Oh, okay. Well, uh, chocolate Jesus. can give you butt problems, though. 
Well, not my particular bland of butt prop. Bland of blood prop. <laughs> bland of bland of butt blood prop. What? <laughs> There's that okay. piercing laugh I was looking for. So, uh, what else have you been up to lately, Peaches? Any games? Any video games? We're just video waiting games. for it. Uh, let's see. We were talking about Honey Pop, and I finally got on the Undertale. Uh oh! Before went on like <laughs> sale on steam for a buck so this is kind of i uh, for me this is almost like beta playing it yeah <laughs> all right so, do you want, so should we talk about honey pop first before that because that's just gonna get lost yeah undertale undertale like i think all of us here have played undertale in the last couple of weeks so let's talk about uh Hunier pop first <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll dive into um Undertale, which, um, a programming note, we will be doing an Undertale spoiler cast with, uh, uh Raquel, uh, in the next few weeks, so. Oh, lovely. So, uh, Hunier Pop, yes. what's that? <laughs> well, it's kind of starts off as a dating sim, mm-hmm. but you can't just say, oh, uh, you are pretty, and I remember your birthday, and ha, huh, so now the date is a massive success. No, you've got to Work for it. Now work it, honey. Uh-huh. So it's not a Newgrounds Flash game. No. <laughs> as far as I know. So how do you work for it? <laughs> well, it's kind of a, one of those match three games where you can slide the little pieces and try and match them up. But it gets complicated from here, so strap in. Okay, strap on. Trail. Get I ready. I, I started the trailer, but I don't think that's an Anna in the room deal. <laughs> Sean, I'm judging you. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's four, basically four um, scoring markers. Mm-hmm. And for each of your love interests, one is super effective and one is not very effective. And, but the thing is, that's out of four, I think there's uh, five or four more. Uh, there's passion. The pink ones are a score counter. So they don't do anything for you on their own, but if you get a bunch of those, then everything after that's worth more. And uh, there's sentiment. You need to match the light blue ones to actually use special items and crap. And you also have a limited number of moves. So if you don't score high enough before you run out of moves, she decides you're a scrub. It's just just like real interaction with ladies. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of fun in its own way, but uh, I kind of wanted to mention, I mentioned this with Polly in our pre-pre-podcast when I'm just bombarding everyone with static. (laughs) Uh, My biggest beef is that in some ways it's a little teensy bit uh, culturally insensitive towards people who aren't white, and which racist is kind of the short Mm. and sweet way to say that. Yeah, like uh, the, the one Asian, East Asian character uh, the gifts she likes are like chopsticks and rice balls, oh, and <laughs> and they don't even try and justify it. That's kind of my beef. It's not like she goes, "Oh, yes, this, you know, my grandma used to make me these," or um, I-, "I like traditional uh, cuisines." Uh, Is it a Japanese you... game? No, no, I don't think so. I don't no, think so. It's not. Oh, okay, yeah. that's a little weird. Yeah, and then, I'm looking like, at uh, the yeah. Yeah, certainly going after the anime art style, but we yeah, want this, the red audience. Looks, this <laughs> looks like a 
This looks like a creepy Newgrounds Flash game. <laughs> In some ways, it kind of is, because you have this uh, the love fairy who has to tell you what to do. Like, oh gosh, you're just such a pathetic little... <gasps> little lost lamb i have to get your dick wet and it's like, oh, um, Lord. it's like you know you could do that with me um instead of instead of you know teaching me to manipulate people and in really gross ways and like the racism stuff like you know how punch out is very over the top and stupid with its racial stereotypes I think that it's kind of easier to look past that because it's inherently silly, whereas, yeah. whereas this is playing it really fucking straight. Like, yeah, hey, she's East Asian, so hey, rice, and get your get your tatami mats out. <laughs> oh, my. All right, described by its creators as a dating puzzle RPG and a social justice warrior's worst nightmare. Uh, oh, boy. I catch that. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Give me one second. Pizza guy's here. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point. Don't people, people are, it actually got past, say, to call yourself a social justice uh, assassin or a social justice um, neuromancer. Wow. That's yeah. so dumb to actually use, like, a social justice like that's hatred level bullshit when they were marketing yeah. that game it's like oh come on get off of it okay now, now i have i was going to do like my fave is problematic but now it's kind of like uh maybe i should just uh <laughs> maybe I should just, refund maybe i should just huck this in the old garbage can and get my two dollars back <laughs> wish it was two dollars oh god oh god like, so this is why i wait for steam sales Oh my god, that game, like, it initially had, like, like I thought it was interesting because it was coming from the West, and it was, you know, but, like, the more that I saw people post about it, and the more I saw the imagery from it, and then I was like, wow, this is more really gross than actually yeah. interesting. Like, I saw people, like, writing articles about how it was such a sensitive game and how smart it was, and it was just like, that's not what I'm getting from it at all. <laughs> No, I would not say that is m amongst its good qualities. Right, right. Um, so, anything else about the old Hunier Pop? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Well, the, the puzzle is interesting. Um, I guess there's some, you know... Uh, the, oh, yes, the Yuri mode, which I mostly just find confusing because it just kind of swaps... Um, uh, gender mm -hmm. around so the uh, love interests they'll start complaining about girls oh, and man. suddenly I'm like wait a minute I don't know if you're complaining about them because you're looking for a real woman or you're complaining about them because you just you you just don't like them like you're <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose of a Yuri mode slash visual novel if the Yuri love interests are not interested in you. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I mean, they are. They're, they'll like whatever the protagonist is, but it's just it's just ultimately confusing because I forget, oh, wait, no, this was probably written uh, to be talking about men, and, and I kind of 
forgot to retranslate it in my brain. Um, so basically all they did was, like, did a Control-H and search and replaced him, he, her, uh, or him and he with her and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, it kind of massaged it a little, but basically they could have just asked for your character's gender in the beginning, and that would have been that would have solved same it. thing. Because when it said Yuri Mon, I'm like, oh, wait, so can I, like, pick my favorite and my second favorite? <laughs> or, like, make my OTP canon? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Your voice took a turn there when you started. <laughs> Much more excited. I'm going to make them kiss now. Ooh-wee. The um, game designer um, posted a video of him doing, quote, field research, oh, where he went to a college no. campus and talked to girls in a similar way as in Honey Pop. Oh, good. What? Did he buy them alcohol and food so they'd keep talking to him? I don't know. I'm not watching the video. <laughs> Oof. Did, did he try giving rice to girls? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Sounds now available like... on Steam. <laughs> Socks cast gets socks cast rating um uh, uh, it gets it gets a socks cast rating of uh, haven't we talked about this game on the podcast before i i think so somebody had to play another it. guest had it as yeah, well i think so i don't remember I would, i'm so behind it's okay <laughs> Don't worry, nobody listens to these. They're like nine hours long. <laughs> this, is, this is the next, like, you're, you're going to look back at this and be like, where did that void in my life come from? <laughs> oh, I did that podcast thing and woke up seven hours later, blood shooting out my nose. So did you play something besides Honey Pop? <laughs> uh, besides Honey Pop, Undertale, there's one game I kind of dabbled in. I guess it was another thing that I bought on a whim, Darkest <laughs> Dungeon. Ah, oh, someone else had played this before. Yes, this sounds good. I actually is... really, really like uh, this game's premise. Hmm. Okay. Tell us about your experience with it. Well, um, I like how it tells you right up front that your little people are going to die because, thank goodness, I'm one of those people who's like, uh, okay, nope, save scum, I gotta go back. Or if I don't, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm a suck at this game. It, it's me. And I will never learn how to get better, and I will just delete it and, and cry. And <laughs> So yeah, telling it, no, this is a game where it, you are supposed to fail every so often. It was like, ah. Failure is just intrinsically built into the game's engine. And I like that kind of like a lot of games utilize that these days. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it auto saves. Like it, you do not, you cannot save scum because the game's like, no, I will save for you. Yeah, like I like the, the the Dark Souls games do that too. Like every little decision you make, it gets saved. So if you try to roll back or like, oh no, this thing killed me, so I'll just quickly alt F four out. You'll log back in, and your character will be in the throes of dying. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple bad experiences with that this last couple weeks. <laughs> Tron rage quit. And it was just like comes back later, and it's like, oh no, I'm still dead. Now I'm angry again. Fuck this game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's kind of a weird little. It does kind of walk a line between a dungeon crawler, where normally it's kind of like, all right, everyone, just big guy in the front, 
weak spellcaster in the back. We just march forward, killing everything. It's a mm-hmm. uh, some of the things are kind of taken out of your hands, so you do have sort of the overall administrator mastermind thing going on. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of quirks like klepto or um, um, you know maybe the only. You know, they, 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 they just are on their own a little bit. So, you know, you tell them what attacks to use and stuff, but uh, you know, a lot of the times you do kind of get the feeling like you're, like, this is your party. You know, you're not, oh, everyone do exactly as I say because I am main character. It's like, no. No, you're going to have people, like, your characters can get afflicted with mental status conditions, like they'll, they'll be scared or, you know... Things like that, and they'll just like fuck it. I'm not attacking. I'm getting out of here. You know, they'll do cool yeah. things like that. It's really kind of cool in that way. And like the only way to cure that is to like go back to town and like send them off to relieve some stress. You know, while you do other things. It's really cool. It's a really cool system. That sounds awesome. And um, oh yes, there's also random smattering of older games that complain now because. I, I'm just spending money like water. I also bought myself a um, a PC gaming controller so I don't kill my wrists trying to do uh, a Hadoken <laughs> using the arrow keys. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's bad. If you want to play a fighting game on PC, dive kick. Yeah, then you can play <laughs> perfectly with a keyboard. All you need is a dive and a kick button. Or that new game, um, is it Rising Thunder? That's not dive so. kick. That's not it's, dive kick. It's it the is. one that's um, being designed specifically to be played as a, on a keyboard by uh, making all like combo moves into simple one key presses. Yeah, and it's trying to just kind of take the yeah. a lot of the execution requirements out of fighting games while maintaining the um, meta the mind games. Yeah, and in, without being quite, without stripping everything down quite as much as dive kick, I guess. Yeah. And Seth Killian is involved with that project as well. Who was in dive mm-hmm. kick? Who was in dive kick as S kill, the, the most bitchiest fucking boss ever. Nice. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of things. Is when I dive kick, I'm like, you guys are making that up, right? No. Or is that no. like a wrestling move? Like, uh, like, like <laughs> suplex. No, dive, dive kick, kick is, is a real kick? thing. You don't know dive kick? <gasps> Just learned about it now. Dive kick is awesome. It is a two-button oh. fighter where you dive and kick and you execute special moves by either being pressing. in the air or on the ground and pressing both buttons at once. And every round is over in one hit. <laughs> Whoa. And it's dive and kick are your only moves, including moving. There is no moving. Yeah, you just you have to space you yourself with, the, with your jumps. You can play with the mouse because yeah. it's just one or the other button. It's so it's so good though. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so fun to play. It's great to play with friends because it's just every every round is one out of fucking nowhere. It's just like how did that happen? How did I let that stupid thing happen? Oh. It is such a good game though. I think you'll really it's enjoy really it. Good. I think it was it was I think we're game of the year. It wasn't game of the year, year but right? it was up there. Oh, maybe it was like your favorite game of that year. That year, I guess I did give it that. Yeah, Rhett got deep into Dive Kick. He was playing in ranked <laughs> quite a bit. I, did I play Dave Lang on the stream once? Yep, he played yep. against uh, Dave Lang, who was uh, one of the founders of Iron Galaxy, who published yeah. it. That did was... you win? I don't know. I think you I got think... bopped. 
I think he handed the controller off though, and then I lost because I had the first couple rounds or something. That's pretty it's funny. A character named Doctor Shoals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Peachy bought a new game controller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's kind of it. Um, oh well, one more thing, which I guess may or may not be of interest. Um, I did buy another game, um, pen and paper. I need to look up the name of this because it's kind of important. Well, you, really are just, you really are just throwing away money like water if you don't even know yeah. what you're buying anymore. <laughs> like, I saw this thing. It looked like a book. I bought it. <laughs> Was it like Knights of Pen and Paper plus one or something? No, it's an actual <laughs> pen and paper game. Oh. <laughs> Ryutama. Ryutama. R-Y-W-T-A-M-A. And it's just it's cute as shit. Uh... It's just like anime role playing game, and it's not uh, here's the evil um, trolls that you have to slay to bring back the Dragon King. It's about a journey, and this pretty much all this in this world that's kind of a fantasy, low tech but magic world, and everyone has to do a journey at some point in their lives. Maybe you're searching out to find your fortune. Maybe you're seeing the world and coming home, but you need a journey. You need your friends to help you along. And it is, did I mention cute as shit? I guess that's kind of it. I want my journey to be to get more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, this sounds really cute. So like, have you started playing it yet or? No, that one is, uh, it, I, I just know of it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, can't really comment. Uh, it's kind of has a... Let's see, how do you do skill checks? You, the size of your dice is how good you are. So if you're average, it's a D6. If you suck, it's a D4. If you're good, it's a D8. Oh, that's cool. And you're pretty much just like, oh, it's strength and dexterity to uh, you know leap across this chasm because the bridge is down. I'll roll those and see if you get high enough. So it's pretty simple, but still kind of has uh, a lot of a D&D feel. You get to be a cute little moe girl. No reason why you couldn't. I mean, there's no classes like uh, like cat girl or school girl. Or <laughs> oh, now you're talking my language. Nah, you're... I was about to say, no, now you're talking Reed's language. <laughs> Maybe there should be, but there aren't. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. Cool beans. Cool All right. beans. Is it time? Is it time to dive in? <laughs> is it time to just? We're just teasing him. Are you ready? Huh? Are we... <laughs> what? Oh my god! He I, I zoned out. <laughs> what? We're we're all really. I think we can. I'm speaking for everyone when I say we're all really ready to talk about a certain game. <laughs> sure. We're not going to rush him through it. <laughs> no. I wasn't rushing him at all. I was, I was like wanting to make sure he had plenty of time to talk about everything else. Sure, John. So now sure, we can sure. dive in guiltlessly. John's like, now I can pay attention to you. <laughs> I'm talking about Undertale. Peaches, did you get it? Hey, I, I, I'm ready for Undertale. Sure. All right. Cool. All right. So, Underwear is this cool new RPG everybody's playing. You've probably seen it. It's got these cute animal slash monster characters. You've probably seen them all over. The cute. A cute little uh, non-gendered character with a stripy shirt. Things like that. You've probably seen it everywhere. 
on um, Tumblr. On Tumblr. Everywhere. Every freaking where. Uh, and for good reason, because Undertale is fan goddamn tastic. Uh, so how's the old how's how's underpants uh, treating you? <laughs> well, I it was kind of a shock as I was saying before. I don't know if we were casting, but I'm just kind of kind of giving up my hands. I'm like everyone loves this. I guess I might as well jump in too. And and I'm just kind of shocked because um, I thought, oh, okay, I'm gonna be having fun with skeletons and <laughs> and apparently there's a, a sexy gender ambiguous robot to <laughs> um, to wiggle its its servos at me yeah there is yeah and then I play it and it's like well gee this is kind of it's really good at going from uh, cute to kind of grim you know not yeah. gloom, uh, just just like uh, pretty much my favorite thing <laughs> yeah it has pretty sharp mood shifts definitely mm-hmm. intentionally i didn't know about the sexy robot going in <laughs> i didn't know surprise. about most anything yeah most of it was a surprise for me i think i knew skeletons before going in maybe and that's about it mm-hmm. all right so pages when did it start like when did the games like kind of start meeting your expectations that were set by everybody going so nuts over it um hmm yeah, well not that I was disappointed at all. Um, I, I was just, I, I just didn't really know what to think. I just thought it would be cute and fun, and it was. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of this weird sort of. Where, where, <laughs> what in the game are you at now? Um, right now, uh, I, I had to tag out relatively early. I have not yet fought Undyne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, oh, okay. That so game grows in that on you. Halfway through, I guess, but not really. That game has a really, really good way of escalating the further and further mm-hmm. you get in. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, you are at one of my favorite points in the game, but from there on, everything is my favorite point in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, oh, once God. once you meet Sans and Papyrus, that's my like, that's just like that's my jumping in point of like, oh, I'm I'm in. This is great. That's mm-hmm. where I, that's where it hooked me. And from there on, it was just like there was not a dull moment. <laughs> I'm on. I'll be honest. It took me way longer to be on board, like 110 <laughs> percent, and definitely further than where Peaches is right now. Mm. I mean, I liked the caves area where its kind of tone is yeah. more melancholy, but the stuff it's after that high. is when it really kicks in. Yeah. Mm. Alright, so I kind of went into it with pretty lofty expectations because of a lot of what people have been saying, and I think I even played it before y'all, so I didn't get to hear the quite yeah, the that's... same spiel y'all did. <laughs> so I think when it went from, yes, this is great, this is exactly what I was hoping it would be, this is perfect and wonderful in just the ways I was hoping, when it transcended that um, and, became, and kind of went, went beyond my expectations was in the neutral end boss. Oh, God, so good. Yeah, that was when it kind of was like, oh, oh, whoa, wait a minute. That's one of those those things I I like. I've coined a term recently Mm -hmm. in my head, and I hope it sounds as good when I say it. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, I like to call it (laughs) ridiculous. I like it. Because it's just like, it's so over the top and goddamn insane. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, that's a totally ret thing, so I call it (laughs) ridiculous. 
turns out you like can that. comprehend the true form of Gygus's attack. You just really wish that you hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I played it, John said, the ending is like Hunter Stage 6, but with feelings. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my experience so with the true ending. Appropriate. Isn't it? God. Peaches is just was like, I've got to stop doing this podcast now. I've got to go <laughs> play this get now. Out of Yeah, last week, John had finished the true ending, but Polly had just started the game, and I hadn't played it at all. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I got... Last last podcast. I got the true ending uh, after I got the neutral ending. Um, Mm -hmm. And my god, the true ending is so, so, so worth going for. If you get get the neutral ending your first time through, just play it again. You're going to have fun. Just go for it. You have to get it the first time, unless you do fucking genocide. Mm-hmm. But, but then you, um... We'll talk more get... about that part of the game when we do our spoiler cast here in a couple of weeks. I don't want to, like, give too much away about the game, <laughs> because I'm sure that there are still people out there that want to play it that haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. Um, but there's so much, like, there's so many memorable parts of that game once it gets a roll in, and it's got mm-hmm. such... I think... Literally am- every boss is exceptional in some way. It's got such an amazing sense of humor that is subdued, but it, it, it's not in your face with its humor. It is very subdued and just relaxed and very comfortable with its its humor. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it just casually throws visual and audio <laughs> gags out constantly. And it's not like jazz punk where it's like all up in your face the whole time. It's just very subtle, laid back. And it's just like, do you like that? Okay, that's cool. You want to see Did another? Did y'all catch the head dogs? I only just saw that this morning. I had no idea. So that's why I sent that to you guys. Yeah, when you keep petting a dog... When you keep petting a dog in the battle, his head just keeps growing. And it's just like, it goes off the screen and wraps back around. And it's just like, what the fuck, game? I was talking about the other head dogs. There's, there's, um, when you buy a lot of hot dogs from Sands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy yeah. cool, too. I was just like, okay, this took, like, probably about two hours to implement. Write the script, put it all in the game, write the hot dog physics. Yeah. And he did that. <laughs> it's there just are so like, many cool God. little things like that there in are the game. so many little weird Easter eggs that's unbelievable. Like, I've just been kind of... There's, like, a forum thread on the Steam forums just, like neat little things you may have missed and it's got like 70 posts that each have like 10 things each it's just like oh my god i missed a lot of little things do you know how hard it is to like do two hours of work on something like i cleaned our kitchen finally (laughs) after like two weeks it took two hours and i was just like took the rest of the day just going oh man i worked so hard and it's just like these are gags that people may never see Oh. And it's just like putting all of that love and work into something that may or may not be seen. It's a really cool <laughs> for that guy to stick to the vision of just like, I-, I have to put this stuff in here because, you know, I need people to see everything. Yeah. It's just like, no, like I'm going to throw all of this. You know, it's kind of like scattershot, like jazz punk in that way. And mm-hmm. that there are so many gags in jazz punk that you probably won't see your first time around. And it's it's confident enough in what you do see that if you don't see that stuff, you're still not missing out much of the experience, but it adds a lot if you do. It's funny, though, because yeah. this is specifically a game that doesn't want you to see all the content. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because oh. of 
There, you will see very soon, Mister Peaches. You will see very soon. Not to see all of the content. Yeah, it's it's. You will see. Wants me to uh, play through multiple times, or that everyone misses a little bit, so we all have to kind of put it together. You'll want to play through it multiple times, and when you do, when you fulfill some specific requirements, Mm -hmm. um, the game will kind of just be like, you know, maybe you should stop now. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe just leave. Just, just leave. Like, let everything set as it is. Maybe that should be what you do. Uh-oh. And, and then if you ignore that, it's been, <laughs> it has about five hours of... You're going to have a bad time. ...varying content trying to get you to quit playing in different ways. Should we just say, instead of being super cryptic? There's, <laughs> an, there's a genocide ending. Yeah. yeah. Where, you have, really, kill, really where you have to kill everything. I've heard mm-hmm. of this, and so. the game yeah. and the game does everything in its power to, to keep stop you, you to keep you from doing this. Like, and it's not just like oh, the battles are harder or anything like that. That is part of it, but it also adds a lot of very tedious, boring work to it. You have to grind. That that it's just like you have to do this. Wouldn't you rather be doing something else? God. Wouldn't they, weren't things better if you'd have just left them as they were? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like it's such a brilliant way to to have the features that it wants to have and you know that, that it's actively trying mm-hmm. to talk you out mm-hmm. of seeing this content it's just like are yeah. you curious and it keeps, enough and it keeps teasing you with like really cool boss fights but then not actually giving you a cool boss fight yeah um <laughs> like throughout the whole time there's only two actual real fights in the whole evil route everything else is trivial because of the nature of it so it's really boring <laughs> Oh, but then I Ouch. hear that music and I go, and the, "Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to try." And then the only, so and then the actual final boss there uses like "I want to be the guy" tactics, basically. Yeah, it's like and literal, so, literal. This is impossible to dodge. Yeah. So, oh. it, not not quite because I beat it like five or six times. Um, but uh, it took me probably about as much time as it took me to beat Ornstein and Smog. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's and, really crazy. It's really hard. Um, it's like and, I, and I'm like, I play shmups. This game is aimed at JRPG fans, right? Yeah. This is aimed at people for whom that is going to be a completely insurmountable obstacle. Yeah. Unless they just bang their head against it for five or six hours. And that's really, really, really cool. And we'll talk more uh-huh. about that route and everything else, you know, oh, in our God. spoiler cast. Um, and, and like, and like how the game dissuades you from wanting to do it and things like that. But I'll just say feelings are involved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I really, there's a point where you can leave it and have a great time and just be completely emotionally fulfilled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, I, I, I sincerely hope you enjoy, uh, the rest of it, uh, peaches and that like, we haven't hyped it up too much. I know that like, we're pretty high on this game. Like. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Undertale is going to be this year's Shovel Knight uh, in terms of like how many lists it's going to appear on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope that like you can play through and enjoy it, even knowing what you may already know about it, because there's still a lot there that's worth there's, seeing. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the, I will. The but, things uh, you'll see. Yeah. The adventures you'll have. <laughs> yeah, good to know it uh, has the socks of approval, uh, to absolutely, say the least. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, if, if my site still gave scores, it'd be, gold, it'd be five gold socks. Rainbow wow. socks. Rainbow socks. Big old gay <laughs> socks. 
Can I say one thing though? Absolutely. About, you're talking about how um, the humor has like a laid backness to it. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely agree with that. It kind of felt like this game has a confidence to it. Yeah. That in just kind of all aspects where it trusts that you're going to like these characters by the end. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. throw anything in your face at all. If that stuff didn't work, the whole game would fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the humor and the characters and the writing just fell flat for you, then yeah, it's you're gonna it have a bad work. time. But so, it has that confidence to not kind of shove it in your face, be like, "Love these characters, man." Aren't these characters yeah. funny? Look how funny this character is. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, I almost felt like it got a little close to that when it did the fucking zoom in on Sans. I love that played. gag. I love that gag. <laughs> Glad they didn't really rub that in, though. Oh, I they loved it. Twice in one scene, and that's Every it. time they did it, I loved it. I loved it when he popped out of, um, like, when you go on the... No, we'll, we'll talk about it later. There's yeah. another moment where he has with that that is just like, it killed he, me. I don't remember. Uh, Papyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, so other than Undertale, because like I said, we're going to be devoting an entire spoiler cast to this game in a couple of weeks. Wait, wait, though. Seriously, is it papyrus? 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 Yeah. I'm not. It is papyrus, right, Reed? I think so. And it's also Undini? I don't know about her. (laughs) Alphys? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, Undertale, we're done with Undertale for now. We're going to table that discussion because we could talk about it all fucking night. We're going to put it under the table. (laughs) We're going to put it Undertale under table. Fucking God. So, uh, Peaches, you been up to anything else, or are we moving on, good sir? I think we can move on, unless you want to hear me rant about the the missing the train. Uh oh, how'd you miss the train? Okay, um, so, um, Friday night. This is how I spent my Friday night. I'm pretty cool with trains, actually. I take the uh, light rail um, every day. Yeah, you do. You take all that light rail, don't you? I do. That's a gay joke. It's, I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting pounded in the butt. Oh, well. Um, you don't do that though. And if you did, and if you did, and if you did, I wouldn't hold it against you. Yeah. It's not my thing. Like I don't really like anal. I've tried it a couple times. Not my thing. I think I zoned out for like ten seconds there, and then <laughs> came back in, and things were very different. <laughs> Undertale conversation got real fucking weird. Yep, that's the <laughs> under under uh, regional transit. Under, <laughs> so you missed the train. Okay, let's go back to train story. So, so see, but see, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to link up the little train with the big train mm-hmm. because because um, I I never matured, so I keep going back to my university's gaming club, but that's in. That's west of here. It's mm-hmm. a little town, and between there and here, there's a huge rush hour bottleneck, which I fought. But today, I thought I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna train it. I'm gonna be training like like all the bros do. Train it up. Yep. So, and it's a pretty short trip, like maybe 20 minutes or so, and I got to jog there because the. Because it, 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 there's just enough flex minutes in the schedules of the light rail and the Amtrak that I can make it, so I do. And I get there, and I notice that there's a lot of people getting on. Hmm. Uh-oh. But I'm just, oh, well, you know, 
It happens, it happens, because I think this is going to be like the little train, where <laughs> if people are coming on and going off, then the door stays open, and if the door is open, then, you know, uh, the train doesn't go. Right. So I finally get down the stairs, because the Amtrak, it's like a double-decker, I get downstairs, and whoomp. Oh, no. And I'm just standing there like... Like, this can't be. There's got to be a button or a release, or maybe I can kick it. No, no, no. Where are we going? We're going from my little college town that I love so very much to this place called Fairfield. Mm. So it wasn't bad. Everyone's really cool. They're like, oh, just, well, we see, obviously, that you missed your stop. Just right. take the next train going back. Mm. Okay. So I get off at Fairfield, and by this time I'm kind of... I'm actually not feeling too well. I'm kind of having, I don't want to call it an anxiety attack, but it's one of those things where, like, this is my life. Like, like this. I, I'm I, stuck here I, forever. I, yes, yes. Uh, I might I, as well get comfortable. <laughs> well, more like I I failed. This failure is indicative of my worth as a human being. <laughs> my life has been leading up to this moment, and fuck if I didn't fuck it. <laughs> I think, no, no, no. I, I know about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Right, um, right. Yeah, I'm like, this is a reaction to stress, and I, I'll eat something. Yeah, yeah. So I find this place called, a, like, Dave's Bait Shop or something. And I'm like, oh, how quaint. It's probably a diner or a liquor store. I can get a Slim Jim, and I walk in, and no, 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 it's it's a fucking bait shop. It's actually a bait shop. If, if you want to eat some worms, hey, <laughs> rock on. Yeah, yeah, I could try that, but I wasn't I, I wasn't feeling up to outside my comfort zone, so apparently they had some kind of bar, like, like one of those really long tables with seats in the back, mm-hmm. behind all the bait, and, and the sand. Not gonna be that dumbass tourist who, <laughs> like, uh, do you have anything to eat? I'm like, okay, no, I'll just go go back to the train station and try and just not lose my shit. Mm-hmm. So I take the train back, and of course I'm standing by the door almost the whole time, the whole 20 minute ride, just because I'm like, I gotta be the first fucking person yeah. out. Well, <laughs> even though this is like, it's nothing compared to the people coming on. They get off. And I walk all the way through town onto campus, and I get there. I'm not thinking I'm going to be late. Everyone's going to be in their own games, and I'm going to be this this idiot who's going to be sitting by himself watching other people play Magic the Gathering, because I don't play that mm. anymore. <laughs> so I kind of quit that, but then I walk in, and people are like, uh, who here likes Last Airbender? And everyone does. I've got people who you know, want to be animal companions and fire shapers. Even get this guy Joe. He's been in this club since the 1970s. He even oh, brings good pizza God. to sale. He is a cool guy, and he's not really like into the whole. Uh, he's not like a goofy guy, mm-hmm. but he plays along pretty well considering we're all uh, taking inspiration from a kid's cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up being a pretty good night, despite the fact that I was just. For like forty minutes, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just like this. This is my home now. Life is over. <laughs> yes. Life as I know it, like it has become this train station. Yes, pretty much. So yeah, I have like that's my non-story. <laughs> that was that was a non-story. Let me tell you. 
The good thing we've got John's bunny story up front uh, to no. make up oh, for that. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, no. I have had <laughs> Maggie problems um, at some point in the not-too-distant past, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think it holds a candle to, to uh, dead bunnies. <laughs> dead bunnies are just bad news unless you're uh, Samwise Gamgee and, and you got some taters. <laughs> All right. So... I guess with that, we'll move on. Um, hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. How's it going? You want to talk about what you've been doing? <laughs> sure I do. Because if I don't, I might fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> um, it's the Sudafed, man. It's making me real heavy. Um, so, guess, so guess what it's time for, you guys? Polly is boring part of the podcast where she talks about music. The part of the podcast everybody immediately runs to the bathroom when it comes on. So I guess it's good that I can give everybody a bathroom break, you know, over the course of a three-hour podcast. No such thing as a pause button on this. No, no. Those don't exist. I'm outlawing the pause button. What, what does that even mean? Um, so uh, anyway, speaking of pause, um, I can't believe I forgot to mention the new Run the Jewels joint, Meow the Jewels. Um, as you can imagine, this is a cat-themed album. Um, it is a reworking of Run the Jewels 2. Only all of the beats are composed of cat noises. Um, and it is just as cacophonous and unlistenable and irritating and awful as you would imagine it would be. And I <laughs> love it. You're crazy. It's the, it's the most bizarre sounding thing I think I've ever heard put on record. It's just... You know, this very solid rap album broken down into cat samples, purring, meowing, scritching, just... And they utilize these sounds in really interesting ways that, as an audio engineer, I can really appreciate. And, like, like how they structured the songs and chopped them up. Like, my only beef with it is I wish that LP and Killer Mike would have recorded some new lyrics that were cat-themed. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that that would have just been like the greatest thing because like they they renamed all of the songs you know to to cat like things hmm. um so so I was hoping that during the process they would have recorded uh some new cat themed lyrics but it's still basically you know the run the jewels vocal tracks with some very weird instrumentation that I think it's it's intriguing and it's like worth a listen to at least a few tracks just to see how bizarre and cacophonous it can be. Um, and it's free. Uh, as with all of the Run uh, the Jewels releases, they always release their stuff for free and only ask their fans to pay if they felt they got something out of it. Uh, so that's really that's always been really cool of them. Um, so yeah, big Run the Jewels fan. Uh, if you're a Run the Jewels fan, you've probably already heard me out of the Jewels anyway. Um, so other than that, the new Coheed and Cambria album came out, um, The Color Before the Sun. Um, this is the follow-up to um, the couple of Afterman CDs they did uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and this sort of like goes along the same note musically. Uh, it sort of jumps off from where they were going uh, with the Afterman, kind of just doing what they do really well and mixing a progressive sound that is not really like up its own butt progressive. 
Uh, it's more, you know, it's got a lot more straightforwardness to it. And like the progression comes in and it's just like, it's not a big thing. You know, they don't make a big deal out of the progressive elements in their music. It's just, it's just how the song wanted to be written. I mean, there's not even an 11 minute track. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Like the longest track on here is like six minutes, I think. Um, and, uh, I think immediately the album gets off to a great start with a track called Island. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite songs of the year. And I don't know why it's just so catchy and um and that's one thing coheed is really good at is like i don't think they've ever written a bad opener for an album like they're all really good you know you go as far back as uh time consumer and keeping secrets of silent earth three welcome home uh just like everything they do at the start of an album is great um this album in particular it took a while uh to kind of grab me like i i like it and i i liked it because you know when you get a new album from one of your favorite bands it's always like yay i got new stuff to listen to uh, but they're like uh you know it didn't immediately grab me in the way that like Afterman did or um you know good apollo volume one did obviously um this album's just kind of like it's more subdued than uh some of their previous work and uh it's not a concept album unlike all of their other albums which are you know like they they chronicle this big storyline known as the amory wars um and he always so so is this not a story continuation no this is uh this is an album that was wrote more like uh on the nose and you can tell that with a lot of the lyrics uh because you know he's written a lot about you know his wife his new son uh, atlas which is just a fantastic song um the pressures of dealing with having an audience and the song audience. Um, and um, it's just, it's got a lot of great songs. It doesn't have an overall theme tying it together. Uh, and I think the song young love is kind of bad. I think it's the only Coheed song I've never really liked. Um, it just, I don't know why I cannot get into that song at all. It's just, mm, I don't know why it's such a sore spot. Uh, and it sets right in the middle of the album where it's just like, Oh, right. but then it goes into, you know, you've got spirit kid, which is uh, a great lead-off single that they did. Um, so basically everything but Young Love is good. Um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty solid little album. I enjoy it. Uh, but again, I think we're in the same position as we were with like the Clutch record and the Seven Dust record where it's been a year of great album releases. And maybe this isn't in that kind of mm. echelon of super great that has been out this year with like, you know, Faith No More and other albums that I have just like played the absolute fuck out of this year or the new deer hunter record, which is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, Brad, <laughs> did you listen to the new Coheed record at all? I did. What'd you think? I liked it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both of the, like... af- both of the Afterman discs were pretty short. I'm noticing this is kind of a trend, uh, in music where like a lot of new albums that have come out are only like 10 songs long. Like the new faith no more record is only 38 minutes. Um, there's a lot of that happening lately. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's sort of just like maybe if artists aren't making quite as much on album sales, if it makes more sense to release shorter albums and get your money mm-hmm. on touring. Uh, any tracks in particular stand out to you? Um, track four, um, oh, so good. cure to Mars. Yes. That was, definitely the standout one for me so good and track one was good too like it definitely set a good tone mm-hmm, up front mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think if i had to pick a favorite like it would be between uh here to mars or uh islands or god am i just gonna name every track now <laughs> uh peace to the mountain is a great closer 
Um, yeah. And Audience is really good, too. Um, and you got Spirit Kid. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to name every fucking track that's not Young Love. So, yeah, great, great Coheed and Cambria album. Uh, check it out if you got the chance. I think they've still got it uploaded on their YouTube uh, for everybody to just, you know, listen to the whole thing if you want. They got it on a playlist and everything. And cool. it's not, and it's not, and it's not in mono like a lot of bands do. Like they'll upload their album to YouTube and put it in mono. Uh, oh the, really? The, yeah, the upload they, re, they it's in stereo, so you get the full experience. So that's hmm. good. Uh, I played a couple video games, but I think we've already talked about one of them, and we'll be talking. Right. We'll be talking a great, a great deal about it. Um, but uh, I went back and I finally finished <laughs> Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth Two <laughs> Sisters Generation. Woo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a mouthful. It is. I really, I like, it won me over by the end because I really do, mm. like, I like that world and those characters because, like, once you get to a certain point in the story, you get a lot of the major cast from the first game back. Yes. And and those characters instantly make things fun again. Uh, whereas, yes. <laughs> whereas, and, and, the game is just so focused on shoving Nep gear down your throat, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, because to get the true ending, you have to have a Lily rank of, like, four with every character. So it's literally the developer saying, please love this character. Make everybody <laughs> love this character. Don't you love Nep gear? No, I don't. She's boring. She's too straight, man. Like, IF could be considered the straight man of the group. But yeah. she's in on it. Like, she knows that this whole thing is still dumb. Whereas Nepgear seems completely oblivious to the fact that everything here is absurd. And she's playing it super straight. Like, you know, like a generic yeah. anime lead character would in a game like this. And it's, she's... It's like they could make her funny if... It played around her just being completely clueless, but it doesn't at all. Yeah, like all the, like I think the most interesting story, um, actually, like in the game, was uh, a uni story and how she came to, like she had to come to grips with being you know seeing herself as inferior and sort of having like a back and forth with one of the main villains in the game. I thought like I thought her story had more interesting bits and pieces to it and her coming into her own as a CPU candidate than Nepgear's did. You know, even yeah. though even though Nepgear was leading the charge uh, in that story the whole time, I thought Uni's story was just infinitely better. It was, yeah. It's kind of interesting how that turned out, you know, but like I, I you know, like like those characters aside from Nepgear won me over in the end and all on board for Rebirth 3, <laughs> but Yes. But I don't think I will be playing that day and date of because another. Oh, I, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, another little game that I have a fondness for is coming out that day. And you, it's like, whoops! Where did all the socks casts go for the rest <laughs> of the year? <laughs> um. So yeah, I did that. Obviously, played through Undertale. We did all that fun stuff, and I got into making some Mario's. Oh, Mario Maker. No, no, not Mario what? Maker, because I'm an El Pupo, and I don't have a Wii U yet. But I still had the bug. I was just like, I I see these things, and I want to do it. So I went through, and I went looking around, and there's obviously no shortage of, like, ROM hacking kind of things that you can do, but it's all very complicated. Uh, and it's just kind of a mess to try to get into, you know, if you want to just be able to put something together. Uh, but I found this really great Mario NES builder, 
uh, by uh, Andrew Kellogg, which you can find at MarioNESMaker.com. Um, and it is a really easy to use point and click interface where you can just like build levels and build an entire game um, w- with just like you know a few clicks here and there. You can do pretty much anything you want. It doesn't have the NES restrictions of you know like scan lines and sprites and layers and all that stuff. <laughs> it's just very easily like I want a Goomba here. I click the Goomba and then I place the Goomba. It's as simple as you know like the Mario Maker is on the Wii U. Only it just it lacks you know a lot of the features and it's for Mario One only, uh, so I ended up I, I've mm-hmm. I've completed a full game. Uh, it's five uh, it's five worlds with four levels apiece, um, and I've got that going through beta testing now through uh, Byron Fresno finished it. I think John has been giving it a look too. I'm in the middle of it, yeah. Um, and my desi- my my idea was like I don't want to like because like, I made a, I made one game. And I mm-hmm. I made it intentionally dickholish in a lot of ways, just because I knew Rhett was going to LP it blind. It's and, hard, and I just I just wanted him to suffer. But then I, <laughs> you know, after I finished that, I went back and I wanted to do like a more balanced, uh, fun start to finish kind of game that has a good escalation and difficulty, um, and you know it, it builds up to its challenges in a more fair way and there's just like a lot of fun variety and level ideas that i had that i was able to pull off that i'm pretty happy with um so hopefully like i'll have that out like sometime this week after the podcast is over i'll probably post it on the the main page of the site just so people want to try it out but yeah that's mario nes maker um just look it up it's really cool if you got the mario maker bug and you want to try it out you know, it's it's a real simple solution. Uh, I'm working now with Lunar Magic, which lets you play around mm-hmm. the Super Mario world, and oh, that is, that is a vastly more complex beast. <laughs> I remember trying to get into that as a 12 year old and being really oh, <laughs> outclassed. Yeah, there there's a lot of stuff to keep track of, and it'll probably take me a while to do anything worthwhile in that. But uh, busy remaking the Reckoning. There you go. That's your final stage right there. Um, but uh, that's been really fun because, it, I, it, you know, I learned a lot about level design just from having created, like, you know, 20-plus levels um, over the span of a week. Um, yeah, this thing oh, sounds yeah. very sizable compared to the first thing I played. Yeah, like, this is – bit like, the first thing I did only had six stages, and I put those together in a day. And I think <laughs> that it obviously shows. But it, but I think that that's <laughs> Enemies also – Enemies everywhere. But I think that that's also a testament to how easy this thing is to work with, is you can churn out a game in a day if you want. More it, Hammer Brothers. More Hammer Brothers. I used Hammer Brothers really interestingly uh, in this Spikies. new game. Oh. I think you'll like it. I think it'll be an interesting experience because, like I said, I wanted to make something that was really balanced uh, – and fun. There's more than one power up in the game. <laughs> yeah, I actually, put, I actually put in, oh. I actually put in mushrooms and fire flowers. Now, is there only one mushroom? There, in there, the... there was one mushroom in the first stage and one in the deep. Oh, I miss... and that was it. This one's got like actually, hidden yeah. stages all over, pipes you can go into wow. and get extra stuff. A lot of extra lives everywhere. Um, just fun there, little it's things. Really to do. cool. And there's a lot of cool gimmicks like i said that i wasn't sure you could pull off in the engine but i feel that i've kind of like i've done all i can with the mario one palette yeah you know like Just, with mm-hmm. the tools that it's given me i've done everything that i can i've constructed every possible challenge that i can think of that would be fun 
So it's time to move on to see if I can do something. You know, it's like, if I don't have a Wii U, I might as well get the fix somewhere else. And this is proving to be a fun experience. So probably mm-hmm. Mario Brothers, probably out sometime this week. Does it cool. have any of the Mario 2 stuff? No. Like Japanese Mario 2? Oh, yeah. Like... It's, it's got, like, Infinite Springs, things like oh, that. Oh, boy. But, but okay. uh, I didn't use any. Can you put wind in? No, unfortunately. It doesn't have that yet. But I think the guy's still updating it to have things. Like, he just got Super Springs into the editor. Nice. Um, and it does have the cool Mario 2 tile set, if you want to use that, too. Because, like, the, they went back and redid yeah. the graphics for Mario 2. Um, Looks weird. Yeah, I didn't like it much, so I stuck with the uh, original designs. Gotcha. But I won't. I won't be encrypting my file either. So if you want to download the maker and look at how I put my levels together, you can do that too. That'll be a fun way to like. If you want to learn how to do it, you do something. Send it to me. Maybe I'll let's play it. Well, you know, I'll drive myself crazy over your creations. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. Does Mario Maker not have poison mushrooms? I don't think so. No. What the fuck? My game does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Uh, and but, I thought I was being paranoid because I was like, it's just different color because it's underground. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope that's uh, not uh, it at all. It doesn't have anything to do with the palette at all. Devious. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw in the thing you can just pick whatever palette you want for items. And yeah. Enemies. Yeah. So that's purple, really cool. Purple pipes everywhere. Yeah. I wish I would have done that, but it just it wasn't aesthetically pleasing after a while. Yeah. Like, I wanted that to be my thing. I was like, oh, I love purple pipes. And it's just like, it doesn't look right after a while. So I went with more uh, standard colors for pipes and stuff. Mm. But yeah, that's that's the cool thing that I've been into. It's so I, cool that you've been getting into that a bunch. Yeah, Mario Maker is really fun, and getting into that spirit is just really satisfying. Yeah, it's really fun to like look back at this thing that I know the ins and outs of. Like, I've been through Mario 1 a million times. So it's just like, I can look at this and know, like how to make a fun level, but I can also look at it and go, if I don't have the limitations of the NES, I can also do a lot of interesting things that weren't possible. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, th- there's some there's some cool stuff I did later on uh, with the game that, like, I'm sure that that engine was never meant to do on the NES, but I was able to pull it off with this maker, and it's really, really cool, and I, like, you know, just, I enjoy the variety I was able to put into it. Yeah, when I was watching your tutorial video, I realized, like, when you made the second area, Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't actually a second level, it was just, like, a single screen thing, and I'm realizing, like, oh, you could build, like, a maze of pipes that just connect to each other. That was one of my, that was one of my original ideas for a level for Poly Mario Brothers, and I I mapped it out, but I didn't like how it felt, so I was just, so I just, like, I left it. Like, my idea was going to be that, like, there were green and red piranha plants, and you would, uh, like, the, the way through the maze was you would have to go down the pipe with the green piranha plant. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be kind of, like, the trick of the level. But I put it together. I didn't like how it felt, so I ended up cutting it. Um, cool. Uh, I might mazes it, are, are usually yeah. are hard to get working there. <laughs> I might put it as a bonus in the stage select. Like, cause I have, oh, I, I'm keeping cool. a stage select in this one because there's no continue option yeah. for the maker yet. So I was wondering about that when John said he was partway through it. I'm like, well, how long is it? Yeah, it's 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 pretty long. Like, or like, are there save points? Uh, you can just jump back to any level yeah. you were in now. That's, from that's, a, that's very nice. Like, I have an opening screen that's just like start game and then stage select, and you just go down whichever pipe represents that. So you'll go to a stage select. If you go down the stage select pipe, or new game will start you from one one. Oh, it's actually a pipe. That's 
in the game. That's clever. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. You can put together a lot of cool stuff, and I'm really, like, I know it might be dumb to say, oh, hey, I'm really proud of this dumb mod thing that I made, but I'm really proud of what I was able to put together. You put together a really cool story. Good job. Yeah, I'm really... Story? Oh, man. <laughs> the game tells a story. Like, Batman. John's gonna... I want John to find the story in my game. Like, what's the story, John? <laughs> when, you, when you get to the end of the game, you have to you have to <laughs> Skype me and tell me the story you got from my game. Okay, so at the end of World That's 4, you fall into the lava, and then in World 5, you play as Luigi because Mario's dead. And the mushrooms represent Mario's psychosis. Oh, he just needs to get big, man. <laughs> He needs to man up. This is this is this is this is coming of age story. Some of those psychological Mario Maker levels are really funny. They are really cool. I really like some of the stuff I've seen on those. Those are really neat. Mm-hmm. You rescue the princess. I really like the. She runs. Away. I love the. I and love the dry people. reading, the dry reading over the one where you have to kill a bunch of Yoshi's, and it's like, <laughs> you killed. Do you love your son? That that's one. So good. And that's so good. Really dry reading over it. That's just really funny. I think that was what? the creator doing the reading. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. If I, so Yoshi is our son now, or <laughs> no? Yoshi's your best friend who you murder over and over. Son. Yeah, you have oh. to kill, you have to kill Yoshi like in a number of ways in order to get past certain jumps. So you've got to like jump and then jump off of Yoshi and send him into the pit. Uh, that that'll the old uh, Yoshi jump, yeah. Yeah, Dan Reichert did an entire level based on that too. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you guys might be talking about different kill Yoshi levels because yeah. there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the one with "Do you love your son?" Yeah, the the one that's got the coins that spell out the messages and things like that. It's really really cool. Jail, jail. <laughs> I tried to I tried to actually play that one, and it's really obnoxious. Oh, really? <laughs> it's really hard. I couldn't do it. Poor John. A challenge he couldn't overcome. I know my worldview is shattered now. Have you guys seen that Flash movie that sings the lyrics to Mario World? Oh, God. And it ends with, like, it turns out that Mario's a giant asshole. (laughs) As he sends Yoshi into a pit. And, like, I get that stuck in my head every time I hear the Mario World music now. Cool. But... Hey, that's 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 all I've been up to. And with that, I'm gonna throw it over to Hey Rhett. Hi. Put me to sleep. <laughs> I have a really dumb story that happened today. Okay, let's hear it. It's a Not real dumber dumb than mine. I bet. It can't be dumber than I went to the train station. And I, I was a baby. <laughs> we'll see. So I'm going out grocery shopping today, and I'm open my dresser up, well, not dresser, closet, whatever. So I. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I have it set up so that all the short sleeves are on one side, all the long sleeves are on one side. So I go to the long sleeve side because, you know, it's fallen. It got really cold all of a sudden. And I see this Ninja Turtles t-shirt over there. And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing here? Where'd this come from? And I'm just like, fuck it, I'll wear it. Who's going to notice that I'm wearing a Ninja Turtles t-shirt? Oh, no. So I go to the grocery store. Literally, the first person to my left is a guy my age. He looks over, says something. I look, and he's wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt himself. I'm just like, wow. fucking kidding me. I wanted to die. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too good. 
I'm just like, what are the fucking odds? That, that's too I've good. I've literally never worn this shirt before. The first person I run into is also rocking a Ninja Turtles t-shirt, like the 80s cartoon specifically. That's not even a cool story. Like the time somebody... It's uh, not a cool story. It's just a ridiculous, like, it, how did this happen? It was like the one time somebody noticed my Guardian Legend ringtone and knew what it was. Oh, wow. It was like, oh, that's cool. But that, no, this is this is like 30-year-old man wearing Ninja Turtle shirt meets another 30-year-old man wearing yeah. a Ninja Turtle shirt. I'm just like, oh, I'm burning this thing. I'm never wearing this again. I feel so <laughs> embarrassed right now. You going to go check out the Turtles Isle too, man? <laughs> oh, God. I hope they got Super Shredder. I've been holding out for so long. I don't even remember what I said. I was just like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> I just got... So that, that happened today. Uh, so video games. What are those? Video games are these things you play. You get a device, kind of like a remote controller. It's like got a vibrator. No, 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 not like that. Oh. Uh, I played Mighty Gunfold. Which is the... <laughs> yeah, this is not going to have a funny resolution like the last story. This is like the 8-bit demake of Mighty Number no. 9 and... What's it? What's Azura the Azure Striker Gunvolt. Azure Striker Gunvolt. Which is a uh-huh. good game. Yeah, this is a very... Unbelievably on-the-nose... Hey, we're Mega Man. NES game. We made a Mega Man game. It's not even like a good Mega Man game. No, it's just bare bones, balls ass boring. Yeah, so when I first played it, I made the mistake of picking uh, Beck from Mighty Number 9 as my player character. Mm -hmm. He sucks in this. Oh, terribly, yeah. Like, I actually went, so I played like one and a half stages and went like, this is fucking terrible. And then I went back and tried the other characters, and I'm like, oh, this is way more tolerable because I don't know his name. Guy from Gunvolt has a double jump, mm-hmm. and girl from Galgun is in this for some reason. Yep. And she has a jump and a float, so they just move better yeah. in the stages. Because Beck has. So the Mega Man and Base problem? Yeah. Well, they didn't properly adapt Beck to this at all because mm. you can do his charge dash. Except it's it's a hold on the button now, so you have to shoot and then hold to do it. And there's no mechanic for enemies being vulnerable to it whatsoever. Yeah, it's really so dumb. So you oh, just smash no. into enemies and take damage. I'm going, what is going on here? What is the fucking point? Yeah, it's just like, nobody thought this through at all. Uh, so I went through it, played as whatever her name some girl from Calgun, just this angel girl who shoots with a bow and arrow. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, this is just a mediocre as fuck NES imitation. Yeah, it's as milk toast as you can get. It's yeah. pretty boring. I beat the last boss by like standing on the left side of the screen. Mm-hmm. So that even when they go all the way to the left, they're not actually on top of you. Yeah. And just smash the attack button and one. I'm like, yeah. There's just no thought at all behind it. It's so mindless. Yeah. I'd be angry if I didn't get it for free. Yeah, that's exactly it. You got. Most people have probably gotten this for free by backing Magna Number Nine, or I think it came free with Gunvolt as well. Yeah, it came free with Azure Striker Gunvolt. As yeah, well. so don't pay for it. Yeah. On Steam now. 
I think better not be over two dollars. Well, it's it's weird. I don't know how they did this in the 3DS version because it's like there's five stages or so, but then there's like a warp zone to take you to what feel what feels like DLC stages. Yeah. So I'm I, thinking, did they actually like charge for those, or did they just update the game to have them? I honestly don't remember because yeah. it's so like I remember actually. Uh, I played that game right when we started uh, podcasting, and yeah. I don't think I ever brought it up. Like, I think <laughs> I had it written down on one of the outlines, but I just never talked about it. Yeah. I wrote it down here specifically because I knew I would have forgotten I had ever played it if I didn't. Yeah. And then Jeez. two weeks later, I looked at the thing and went, oh, right. I played that thing. I right. played that thing. Okay. I mean, it's also like there. Are, there are better NES imitations you can get out there, and you'll pay a bit more for them. Like, what's that jetpack one, Jetman, or something like that? Oh, no. I'm just looking at that. Uh, that game's pretty good. Jet Jet Gunner. Jet Gunner is pretty good. Uh, Onikin, yeah. really great. Uh, Adalis, yeah. the Dark Call, I hear is really good. Yeah, honestly, hard pressed to think of NES. Oh, actually, Dark Void Zero, I thought was pretty bad as well. Oh yeah, that was not good. Yeah, it's weird. It's like there's definitely a divide between the professionals trying to make it from kind of a cynical viewpoint and yeah. the grassroots. Like we actually genuinely love the stuff indies. Super yeah, Cyborg get it right. is mostly good, right? That yeah, was another Super, yeah, one Super of those. Cyborg is mostly good. Just play it's, the first five stages and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, so that's Mighty Gunvolt. The DLC stages, or whatever they are, have enemies from Mighty Number no. 9 in them. As memorable as they are. Yeah. It's kind of funny seeing uh, like those characters in sprite form. It's like, oh, the graphics in this series really are bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then I played a little game called Undertale. Oh, hey, that game. I, I think... Uh... I've heard a few friends talk about it here and there. Yeah, they, seem, they, seem, they seem pretty into it. I, like, I know that um, Raquel has talked about it a bit. Like She doesn't post much. but uh, she, like, she made a parlor from it, I think. Some goat thing. Yeah, That's... something like that. Like, it's it's, it's kind of cute. Like, it I looks think it's like... like a goat. I think Fresno it. played it. Leading like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Leading a kid to like a satanic ritual or something. Yeah, something like that. It seems kind of cool. Yeah, it seems kind of dark and violent, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that's um, that's a very special game, mm-hmm. and it make I'm kind of leading into my next game with this. I want to bring it up again because that's a game that makes you think about the things you do in virtual worlds regarding yeah. violence. So <laughs> I beat Undertale. I got the neutral ending, and then the same night I went and got the true pacifist ending and. Had a very good time, and then the next day, I loaded up Broforce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, as we mentioned on the last podcast, that game is done now. Yeah, and I loaded it up to check out kind of the new levels that they added at the end. And they did some weird things to that game, like they redid the main menu and the world map mm-hmm. for like seemingly no reason because. Oh, yeah. The originals had, like, a very kind of chunky, arcade 16-bit look to them. Yeah. And now they're, like, all flashy and shiny, which doesn't match with the actual game mm. art style at all. It's just weird. And, like, the world map is kind of polygonal 3D now. That's really Actually, weird. 
Yeah, I think it was sprite-based before, and only the helicopter was polygons. Now the whole thing is polygons, and it just feels conflicting. I don't really like it when art styles mesh like that, because yeah. it's usually like a bad collision. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird, because everything felt fine before, and now it just kind of is jumping between styles. Like, why did you feel the need to redo, like, all this UI stuff? Right. It does make the game feel kind of fresh and new, though, which is probably what they were going for, just, like... Because it has been an early access for quite a it's while. It's been a long time, like, almost two years, it feels like. Yeah, it's. I think it's been there about as long as Nuclear Throne has. Is that ever coming out? I, I think so. I don't know much about that game, Jeez. honestly. But anyway, they added some new levels to Broforce, and since I had played through the campaign, I was able to jump right into them. And the reason I'm bringing it up and after Undertale is because this game has an ending now. Oh. And in fact, it has multiple endings. Oh, so what? strap in for some spoilers. Okay, okay. So you beat the last botch, bleh, the last boss, which is like Satan, and he blows up real good, and big dramatic ex- slow-mo explosions... And then you go to the White House, and there's this little scene where you're walking in Washington, D.C., and I'm realizing, like, oh, this is in-game. I can jump around. Oh. I can shoot. Uh-oh. So I start shooting, and all these people that are cheering for me, I'm shooting them dead. I'm going, oh. Wait a minute. Hmm. What am I doing? <laughs> and then you go inside the White House, and you meet the president, and it gives you a prompt, like, to high-five the president. <laughs> And this is immediately coming after Undertale to, I just have to stress that, to get into the mindset of where I'm at. Yeah. Undertale is a game that, in, in any route, is saying, hey, please don't kill people. Yeah. But I had the opposite reaction in this where I'm going, they're not going to give a shit if I kill anybody. Because not <laughs> every game is as good as Undertale. So I'm in the White House. <laughs> I start shooting. Oh, good. It cuts away. To an ending where my character, or like the Rambo stand-in, yeah. walks out of the White House holding the dead body of the president. Oh my Whoa. <laughs> the audience is horrified. And then it goes into credits. And then at the end of the credits is my character like strung up in a prison outfit. Oh, oh good. <laughs> they planned like, this. Wow. Yeah. Incredible brand synergy. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh my god, what what just happened? Like my my choice mattered. What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, so then I ran to YouTube just to see, like, are there multiple endings? Did I fuck up or did I get the good ending? <laughs> so and I, yeah, I watched this other stream where the person gets to the White House, just walks to the right, and just walks out with the president, and everybody's cheering and yay, hey, and no dark ending for them. Oh. And I'm just thinking, what are the fucking odds the first game I go, it's not going to matter if I'm violent, because games don't give a shit if you're violent, <laughs> and it's fucking bro force. <laughs> you to be violent. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. So I got the spec ops, the line ending yeah. where I couldn't, I couldn't stop killing after I came back from the war. <laughs> It's really fucking good. It's... You don't expect that out of a game called Bro Force. That game's so weird because you know Poe's Law, where people are like parody and like sincerity. 
when something's so ridiculously over the top, like you can't tell anymore. Yeah. People are just ridiculous on the line. That game is like such a definition of that because people claim it's satire, but it looks so much more like just genuine rah America. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like no one can tell what the intention is of that game. And after this ending, I'm s- still confused. <laughs> <laughs> Broforce would be the game to leave you thinking. Yeah. First Undertale and Broforce. <laughs> what an age we live in. Man. I just was so floored when... That blows my mind, really. Like, I can't... I was just like, oh, did I fuck up? <laughs> it actually gave a shit that I did that. That's really awesome. <laughs> Good on them for that ending. That's really yeah. fucking cool. So there's two endings, at least. <laughs> Probably just the two, but yeah, man, that just, it blew my mind. That's and weird. then I played a game called Lost Planet Three. I love the first Lost Planet. Oh yeah, I, I liked the first one too. That was a long time that ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was like year one Xbox Three Sixty. Yeah, that was stuff. super early gen. Probably two thousand five, maybe two thousand six or seven. One yeah. or two. Probably six. It was really early. Yeah. Um, this is not by the developers of no. Lost Planet 1, and probably not 2, because 2 was Japanese as well. Yeah. Um, I often said to John a while ago yeah. that I was going to miss the big AAA showpieces when they went away. Yeah. Because I feel like there's just way less games nowadays. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. It feels like it sometimes there's almost like one a month for big games. Yeah. And I think because of that, they go on sale on Steam way less often because mm-hmm. they know they can get away with kind of the higher price points. Like you still see stuff like uh, like there's no more like, oh, this game came out a few months ago and now it's five bucks on Steam. You see stuff now like GTA is still like fucking $40 on sale. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Give me a break here. So my point being, I've actually played way less of kind of the big AAA hoorah shooters lately. And after playing Lost Planet 3, I'm not sure I miss them that much anymore. Ouch. This is just... This looks to me like like very much in line with the whole, you know, like Mighty Striker whatever you played. That NES game (laughs) crap fest. It's just like... This looks Jeez. like the most boring piece of crap I think I've seen. Hmm. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's just, it's so middle of the road mm-hmm. in like every way. And that, the thing is like, I wanted to like this game because I'd heard for years that people really liked it for some reason. Like there's a NeoGAF thread where people are like, this has the best story of any game last gen. And it's like, no, did you play The Last of Us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on now. Get with the program. And it's just like, it's not. It's just a shooter that kind of takes some inspiration from Aliens. It's like even even Binary Domain has a oh. way better premise and a better and story know, execution. And better shooting. Yeah. Like, the shooting in this is just <laughs> not great. And I was pretty disappointed with how the story kind of eventually wrapped up and took itself. Mm. I think I like the oh. middle of the game the most when it kind of just tries to be a horror game. Like, right. there's parts where it's actually genuinely tense and 
you're being like besieged by aliens and you're all alone. Yeah. And then the ending is just like, like it feels unfinished because it just starts jumping between scenes like really rapidly because mm. it spends so much of its time building up and then it just, the pacing just feels super off. So, and you can get it now for $1 in the Capcom Humble Bundle. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, when I said those those super cheap $5 Steam sales weren't around anymore, maybe that was wrong, because they, $1 for this, comes with Strider. Oh, boy. And comes with Bionic Commando Rearmed. Hey, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Still worth playing all these years later. Play it again. That's a video game. That game's so good. It's so good. And I've been playing more Rocket League. Oh. That's Did you still... fall off the PSO2 wagon? No. Well, no, I didn't think so. A little bit. It's it's not as fun when you sign on and nobody's online. Oh. Hey. You're back to bronze in Rocket League, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little rusty. Mm. That That is still a beautiful game. I have it on Steam. I just need to play it. Mm. I wonder... I'm a little scared that, like, I'm in, like, they divided up somehow, like, I'm in Bronze 3 mm-hmm. from Silver 1. Oh. So I'm like, if I'm getting my ass kicked here, what's it like down in Bronze 1 where it's, like, people who are just getting the game? Oh, God. Like, yeah, I'm wondering where's the level of competition at. Yeah. And that's a little intimidating to think about getting into this game right now. Like, that's kind of, like, the cycle with any multiplayer online game that kind of hits it, though. Like, your skill ceiling kind of like gets higher and higher and, yeah. you know, and it gets harder to get in because you're going yeah. to ask people that have already played and these matchmaking things really never really all that reliable at getting people getting you in with people of your skill level or people of your skill level aren't online at the time yeah things like that especially because it's like in theory if it, the matchmaking is doing its job you're going to win exactly 50 percent of the time right and with the way you see the points going, it's like, well, if I win for 50% of the time, I'm just staying exactly where I am. Because yeah. it's like, you gain 8 points and then you lose 8 points the next match. Yeah. So, you'd have to be so dominant to move up right now. Yeah. And I'm definitely not that good. Like, I can't carry a whole game myself. In fact, I'm usually not doing very good. But, yeah, that's... It's it's a still a fun as hell game even if you're losing because it's just just the fun absurdity. To, fun to drive and smash the cars around and hit the ball, <laughs> and when you get those goals, yeah, it's that's that's a good game. <laughs> that's what I've been up to. Cool, cool, cool. John, <laughs> yeah, sitting over there. Ooh, ah, eating your pizza. Yeah. Getting butt problems. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? I'm doing really well. I got a giant just tomato here. I'm just really ready oh. to eat it at some point. Sounds like you ate your connection there for a few seconds. <laughs> Jesus, John, it's cold oh, I'm season. sorry, am I? John, it's cold season. Yeah, it is. I. Why did you do this? I'm sorry. You. Di- am I clear now? You did this to me. You're clear. You're you're clear. What have you been doing, John? <laughs> what have I been doing? What have I been doing? I played a little bit more VLR. Uh huh. I've kind of, I've kind of fallen off of it just um because a couple other things are taking my attention. Right. Um. I th- I've cleared um one of the three main branches completely. Ooh. Except okay, no, almost completely. There's a lock and then a password thing that I think I'm going to need to clear out the other routes to figure out. 
Get your notepad. So and... Write those things down. Oh yeah. So good, good shit. VLI is really good. I really am excited to get back into that soon. Mm. Um, that's a really good mystery, a really good world, a really good story, and a really, really good, good puzzle game, and a really good puzzle game. Yeah. It's got that kind of balance that, like, The Room has where it's a good mix of, um, like, real puzzles and then also just kind of, like, look around and find this key tucked over here and then plug this key in this hole and that unlocks this thing. Yeah. Or those parts are kind of, like, um, it's kind of busy work, I guess, and it's kind of busy work in The Room, too. Yeah. But it's it's also kind of... It, it makes synapses um, light up in a night in a pleasant, pleasing way. <laughs> yeah, you still like like when you when that completed pops up after you finish a puzzle. It's like oh, you still get that little little tingly feeling. Exactly, and it's balanced off by plenty of actual like really kind of intense puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's only one... like there's only one puzzle in the game I didn't like, and it was for uh, it was in the pressure uh, exchange chamber, and it was just like number guessing. Ah, bummer. Yeah, that's the only one I didn't like. There's like three or four times where I've gotten the answer by guessing, and then realize, and then poked around the room and found out the answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is satisfying. It's like, oh, that's shitty. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. This game is smarter than I realized yet yeah. again. Yeah. So, VLR is cool and good. Those yeah. games are really cool and good. I want to play more visual novels. Cool, cool. What else have you been up to? I got a um. I had my birthday. I turned 22. Woo! Congratulations! You're a real man now. I know, right? Finally 13 years old. He's a squid now. He's a squid now. (laughs) So, I get presents from my mom that I send to her via an Amazon wish list. Um, Just very not at all privileged, but um, (laughs) I get... I asked for... um, uh, just three Wii U games because we bought the Wii U and we've very much exhausted a lot of Mario Maker and uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah. So you will I asked never. For, so we sorry. <laughs> so we got um, Captain Toad's Advent Captain Toad. Oh, it's so adorable. Yeah, because the levels in 3D World are were so cute, and yes. we were like, yes, a whole game of that sounds amazing. Please. Um, so I haven't actually played that one yet. That's the one I haven't played. It's gonna be fantastic though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we bought Yoshi's Woolly World, which just came out. It's so cute. It is it's adorable. So oh, my God. Did you get the Amiibo with it? No. Oh. But um, the Amiibo is really cute. Yes. But um, we played three levels of that and had a nice time, except that Anna had a valid, a pretty valid complaint. She was like, there's, there's too many buttons. I have to use too many buttons. Yeah, it's, 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 it goes off of the Yoshi's Island uh, exactly. control scheme, which uh, I understand why that control scheme is the way it is, but when you're dealing mm-hmm. with a game that, you know... Looks who's, that who's di- cute. Yeah, it's a game that is it's... really cute. Its skill level isn't that high, so I feel mm-hmm. they could have simplified things a little bit more. They introduced a mellow mode, which we turned on, so right. we can play that two-player. But I remember trying to play Yoshi's Island with Anna because I thought that she loved Epic's Yarn, so this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then she, we played, like, the first level, and she was like, nope, 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 I hate this. Turn it off, turn it off. So She doesn't, she doesn't give things a chance she doesn't like, does she? <laughs> like, my wife to give up knows. on that game and Mario Galaxy on the first level, like... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> 
Gotta have a little bit more patience for things. My yeah. wife knows what she likes, and I think that's very admirable. Um, this is coming from a guy who will punish himself to try and see the good in everything. We balance each other well. <laughs> um, I can't, I'm trying to think of examples where she really hated something and it really made me sad. And, Nico. Oh, that doesn't make me sad. She was like, Anymore. this game is sexist and boring. And I was like, well, yeah. Um, but. And then I turned it off and then, I didn't <laughs> and then I didn't finish that sentence. And now it's been a year. Um, and I don't have a way to finish that sentence. <laughs> and then, uh, but, um, so, but we we're probably going to go back into that because it has the mellow mode and she was able to play well enough. Yeah. Um, and it's really cute. It's really cute. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. So um, the heck throwing in those games seems diversive now. Divisive. 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 Like, Jeff yeah. Kersman keeps fucking going, oh, I don't like the waiting to change your angle thing. It's not that. It doesn't take that long. It takes longer in Woolly World, actually. Yeah. Which oh, is really? good for Anna, probably. Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I I I um I really I like Yoshi's Island. I don't think I've ever completely fallen in love with it. Just just like you know, where it takes itself up into my heart and right. it's like believe in me. Love is the power. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> Hopes and dreams. Friendship. Um, so Yoshi's Island hasn't done the head to me like it does for some people. Um, so I'm looking forward to picking back Yoshi's, picking back up Yoshi's Willy World with Anna, um, because we I've got so many great games in my life, and also um, we started making a game on Friday that we wanted to finish quickly. Oh. Um, just um, we we're making a two player fighting game, but it's very very small scale and very us. So I'm pretty excited to interesting. Hmm. Gonna uh, have online multiplayer, obviously. Oh, naturally. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And so we might put Yoshi aside for a while and I'm kind of, and I'm okay with that. I think, um, kind of give that game room to breathe because we played a lot of platformers lately too. And I did that with Epic Yarn as well. Like that game was my get home from work and chill the hell out, play a few <laughs> stages, put it away, come back to it. Next time I'm stressed the hell out. Mm-hmm. You know, those games are really good. You make those games last because they're feel good games and not yeah. a lot of those these days. Yeah. Maybe, you don't- maybe push through you them a, you want an epic yarn and chill yeah <laughs> but on a serious note yes epic yarn also took me over a year to beat because i just had to savor it you want to just make it last oh but that last world was so good oh, it was so worth it was so worth it everything about it is so good that game's real good oh, so yeah Yoshi has more by its nature has more noise going on than yeah. Kirby because Yoshi is building off of the basis of a Super Nintendo game and Epic Yarn is very much based on a NES game. Mm-hmm. Well, Epic Yarn had nothing to do with actual Kirby though. No, it had original mechanics, but it, yeah. it had a two-button controller. It was, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And it felt like it it was in that same spirit, whereas Yoshi's Willy World is very much a stu- Super Nintendo platformer. Yeah, and those are harder for Anna to approach because they're more complicated and weird. At the same time, I'm glad they made a new Yoshi game that isn't junk. Yeah, yeah, that's so that that is really nice. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been 
three games? Three bad Something games? Something like that, yeah. It depends how you feel on each one. There's the N64 one, which is it's, fucking garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. And then, and then the a DS, DS one was like, yeah. yeah. And then the new game. 3DS one. Yeah, it's just... Not the new 3DS one, but the 3DS one. Oh, yeah, God. that was not good. Fucking yeah. new 3DS is the worst goddamn name. <laughs> oh, Nintendo, will you learn? So, that's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, this game is not garbage. It's very nice, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Awesome. Um, probably not going to 100% like we did most of 3D World, because... That was pretty exhausting. That might be part of why we're not necessarily in a rush to play a bunch more of it right now. Yeah. Um, so then we also played Splatoon. Oh, just a good bit of that. And Anna actually got kind of into that. Ooh. Um, cool. Which is nice. She's a squid uh, now. Oh, my God. That game's really cute and really fun, but I'm having terrible luck with the online. Oh, no. Oh, my connection just keeps breaking out. And oh, it doesn't shit. seem to be my internet. Well, I keep checking it. Um, it was really bad one night, and that time it definitely was my internet. So I'm going to try to do better there. But I'm having really bad luck, and it's really it's really splatting on my oh. squid train. Is your Wii U Wi-Fi connected, or are you connected to it wired? It's Wi-Fi connected. Okay, I would might try it wired. Ugh. 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 <laughs> it's across the room. Though. I don't hear good things about Wi-Fi in the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, that's, that's no good. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have the I didn't have like when I borrowed my friend's Wii U earlier this year I didn't have the best luck with it being able to pick up my router which was like only ten feet away. Minus ten feet oh, away. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. If I was to get the Wii U. Yeah. Mm. But Splatoon so pro- is goddamn adorable. It's so perfect and cute. I showed just a trailer to my family today, and my mom was like, oh, that's so cute. That's so nice. Um, (laughs) They made a nice third-person shooter. Yeah. No, they made a nice online third-person shooter. And, like, uh, those character designs are just so brilliant. mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's just a really sharp little game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Looks like a Dreamcast game. It does, doesn't it? Um, and the motion, the pad, you, you can use motion control to play it. Mm-hmm. If you play with a classic controller, it's just a third person shooter where you control the camera with the analog stick. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Wii U gamepad, you can control moving left and right the camera with the analog stick mm-hmm. on the gamepad. And up and down by Up the... and down with the motion control. And I hear people have a lot better luck and use that a lot more than you'd think they would. Yeah, Anna loves it. Like she thinks the the um right can the right analog stick controls are garbage mm-hmm. or she can't handle it. Yeah. But the up and down motion control add that mm-hmm. in and it's a lot more approachable for her. Yeah. Which it I think sense. is fun. It makes sense cuz in theory you'd be able to move your character left or right to kind of nudge in one direction and then use the motion control. Exactly. To aim up and down so you wouldn't have to actually use the right stick. Yeah, that's really cool. Really smart decision. That game's full of a lot of smart decisions. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's Callie so... and Marie are adorable. I can't oh, believe how God, people turned that's... around on them, though. Really? What? Do you remember that first reveal where it was just like, oh, here's the J-pop bullshit. Just, they look weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. People really? love them now. Their reveal <sighs> was kind of bad. And, that, and now, like, everybody loves the shit out of them. Because now they are like the breakout a, stars. They are yeah. adorable. 
Mm-hmm. Their banter is so good. Like, who's writing that? Because it is really, really genuinely funny. We're going to get that booty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep the C for everyone. God. Splatoon's just really good. You can see most of why it is really good from around the internet, yeah. basically. Yeah. I had a pretty good sense of it already. So. And again, that soundtrack, Splatoon's. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So that game's really sharp. I really love all of my Wii U games. And I'm real oh, and I got Animal Crossing New Leaf, which I haven't opened yet. I thought I already you have had another. that already. No, I I could have sworn I visited your town when I was playing that nope. game heavy for like nope. two months. <laughs> and, and now <laughs> so my town that is game, abandoned. It was a ghost town. I I'm, a, I'm afraid to turn it on because I don't want Isabel to be disappointed oh. in me. Oh. Should she'd just be happy you came back. It's the opposite of Undertale. Keep playing us forever or you're a bad person. Yeah. (laughs) The game never ends. You're never satisfied. Look at Isabel just did something cute. Don't you want to see more of that? Keep playing. Hey, Isabel. Describe. Is. Uh. Bell. Yeah, she is. (laughs) I love that she's got a bell in her hair, too. And when she walks uh, around, it tinks. It goes, tink, tink, tink. You can hear I described it. the the scenario and build up to Animal Crossing to Anna because I thought it might be something she'd dig. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and then, um, we both realized, so this is basically really cutesied up capitalism, the game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. My little capitalism can't possibly be this cutesy. <laughs> So, and then you showed her that one fan fiction. Oh, no. The Tom Nook story. Oh, that's so evil. I've read that, that thing. thing. I read that thing twice without having any knowledge of Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, like two years later, being like, oh, I remember this. And then, oh, I just read it all again. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to play Animal Crossing. But not probably not until after I finish VLR, because that game's good. Yeah. Okay. I also got... Um, I also played a shit ton of Demon Souls. Why? Um, Dark Souls is better. Polly, don't be like that. Polly, don't be like that. Okay, so this internet YouTube guy, right in the middle of my Undertale like height of obsession, Mm -hmm. um, Matthew Matosis, who's this formal YouTube critic guy. Six uh, hours! (laughs) Released a six hour! Dark Souls commentary slash playthrough thing. Um, I watched all of it and had a blast. <laughs> Plus played it in the car rides and while taking nice romantic baths. And uh, <laughs> Nice romantic baths. Not romantic baths, just, you know, nice bubble baths with candles and tea and Matthew Matos is talking about Dark Souls in the corner. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> just that Irish accent. I know. Oh my god, the the dry humor. Some of his older videos, he makes these stabs at comedy that don't land at all. Yeah. But then, but then like some of the newer ones, he'll just like drop a joke without really just and move past it completely dryly. It's just really funny. I like that when somebody can pull that timing off really well. Mm-hmm. God. Um. Because he, he goes right over the amazing chest ahead thing up before Quaylog without any mentioning it at all. Mm-hmm. And then that 
but then pace in a huff in a different and there's like a tension like okay what what's this and then he pace it off in a later part yeah oh god yeah um, i watched most of it just while playing pso so i was only listening to it but then when uh, he went to that i'm like i think i missed something there so i went and checked the video i'm like oh wow that's funny <laughs> Um, but really, he just talks and is smart. And I learned um, a lot about the game in that. Yeah. I can't believe how many weird things I'm learning in that mm, game. Still about Dark Souls. Um, his his criti- brand of criticism isn't is like kind of boring, I guess, to me because it's a lot of just like really neat, nitty gritty in just totally inconsequential stuff. Yeah. Like he'll talk spend five minutes talking about like the ramifications of how a particular door hinge is animated yeah uh, and that's oh. kind of really boring but kind of also amazing i thought i mean this is a weird side tangent but there was a part where he talks about how there's two open chests in the dlc area and how that mm-hmm. was really weird to him because there's only one other open chest in the entire game but it also serves a purpose because if you throw away a key item it'll show back up in that chest so that's why those two open chests really threw him for no reason. God. It's fascinating how kind of analytically he gets on insanely small things. I know. So, but then every now and then he also gets kind of a good big picture view. Um, like for me, that was when he started talking about the uh, Ash Valley, Ash, Ash, Ash Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the beach. And he talks kind of about the broader themes of the game and his interpretation. And I thought that part was really nice. And it kind of, he has enough little moments like that that kind of bring all of the inconsequential bullshit that I also enjoy into kind of something more holistic and nice. Um, so that got me really pumped about Dark Souls, mm-hmm. understandably, mm-hmm. right? Because I was at this point being like, Undertale is the greatest thing in the world. Dark Souls, what's that? <laughs> Fuck that bullshit. Throw it the in the new, trash. Look at the new hotness. Um, Dark and Souls then I was like, didn't let me be friends with Ornstein Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? But then that all worked out really nicely. Um, God. And, and then, so that game, that just got me really pumped up about Dark Souls. And I was like, okay, Dark Souls is great. I still haven't played Demon Souls. Um, and I don't want to play Dark Souls 2. And I don't want to play Dark Souls 2 because that game sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I can't play Bloodborne. So let's play Bloodborne. <laughs> so I, I was, wish. I wanted to play Demon Souls. That's the game I, wa- I, I knew I was going to love it. Um, and I am loving it. I've So far, I've beaten 1-1, um, 1-2... One, 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 and then the first levels of the other four worlds. Yeah. And I also beat 2-2. Two, two. And the Flame Lurker. So I felt pretty good about that. That's earlier. a really good fight. It is. I love it's, the Flame Lurker fight. It's the first time in the series that I've used magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like a really... I have a really measly magic stat. And I just learned... I put in three levels, which gave me enough to learn Soul Arrow. Mm-hmm. And um, so... That gave me the, enough of an edge. That'll that, give you an edge, but you still got to yeah. execute on a plan to exactly. fight that boss because he's really smart. Oh God! If I I could have beaten him probably without the magic, mm-hmm. um, I just would have come come at him later. 
but I'd already bashed my head against him a bunch, so I kind of wanted to resolve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned the soul arrow. And then I got into the fight and was a ways into the fight, and I'd taken out a third of his health, which is way more than I ever taken out with the sword. And I realized, oh, wait, I don't have my MP restoring items equipped. <laughs> oh. So I'm running around pillars and then frantically try to move through the menu <laughs> and equip the fresh spices while fighting the flame lurker. <laughs> and I succeed. Nice work. And I um, beat him on my first try with Soul Arrow, but just barely. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. Because he speeds up as the fight progresses, yep. right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's one of the few fights, I think, where it just gets to the point where, like, I can't find time to attack. I just yeah. am running around trying really hard. And I think the only really comparable fight I can think of is with Ornstein and Smog, and that was two enemies. Yeah, um, maybe Artorius. Yeah, but by the oh, time I got to God. the DLC, uh, I had my... Oh. Level 15, way Honder, and I was really leveled up because I'd taken out all the other bosses first. Mm. So I kind of just chomped my way through the, all the DLC bosses, which is a little unfortunate. <laughs> oh, no, Calamite was really hard, um, especially having the big, heavy, long sword. So that oh, was, yeah. was terrible with the Flame Lurker. Mm-hmm. Um, Demon Souls is a much rawer, much purer, much colder game than Dark Souls. Mm. Um, it doesn't have, like, the structure is very rigid. It There's no no mid-stage bonfires or checkpoints. Um, there will be shortcuts, but no checkpoints. Yeah. Um, so basically every level in Demon Souls is kind of paced, um, paced like the painted world in Dark Souls. Yeah. Except some of them get a lot longer yeah. and bigger, and some of them don't have shortcuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess it's. I always do compare the painted world to Demon Souls levels, but it's also like it's way more compact yeah. in just mm-hmm. scope, and there's like three checkpoints that you can reach and kind of mm-hmm. loop back around to the it's first sort of like bonfire. Lotaria One, just more interesting, I think, and yeah. prettier. Yeah, and like a quarter of the size. Yeah, Bulletaria oh, yeah. is just way too big. Um. So part of me is like, yeah, the, this thing with the size is that it just means that I can't like create a real mental image of where everything is. Yeah. It's, it really just makes the game that much more exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and all and just a whole bunch of adjectives that describe things that John likes. <laughs> um, so it's the way more of like the Johnified Dark Souls. Like if I was coming away from Dark Souls, any any like lingering question i had like do there really have to be mini bosses that don't respond why not just have them come back every time and demon souls is like you're in luck none of all of our enemies come back every time in this game (laughs) um and i'm like what about the there's the guy in four one i don't think comes back four one four oh oh, vanguard yeah Yeah. but he's a boss in a previous in the tutorial so i guess that is sort of a weird exception thing it's yeah that's I want maybe the dragons maybe die them. permanently. I don't, I don't know. know. I never fucking killed them. <laughs> yeah, because that's... Cause fuck that. Uh, <laughs> Demon so, Souls, fuck that. So, yeah. Dark Souls, like, did the Demon Ruins really need this many check bonfires? Did this I, stage need two bonfires? Um, and Demon Souls is like, you're in luck! No <laughs> checkpoints! 
have to start every level from scratch every time. Um, did there really need to be this perfect and intuitive of a health regaining system in the Estus Flask? Couldn't have been uh, worse and grindier. And Damon Souls is like, you're in luck. Um, okay, the, the the health is the only thing I think is just very much just completely utter bullshit. Inarguably yeah. better and dark. In the sense, it's nicer in Demon Souls because uh, less skilled players can grind up a bunch of health items and kind of brute force through levels. Yeah. But, but that's, that's really why Estus is best better. Like, I like the idea that a player can choose their own difficulty, in a sense, mm-hmm. but that's like what the summons do, and they don't make you grind for that. Yeah. The summons are there. You can use them, or you cannot, and that's nice. That's great. But yeah. having to grind up healing items is really boring. It gets really bad when, it, like, at the end, if you're doing well, like, I had, like, 40 full heals by the last boss. It's like, well, I can probably just tank this out. Yeah. Ugh. And I did. Oh. So that's just stupid. That's bad. And it's, <laughs> I don't like that. It's maybe it's okay that because Demon Souls is the first game, it's really disappointing that Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne kind of fucked yeah. it up. In yeah. Post. At that. The regenerator but, ring was also I have that equipped all the time naturally. Um no oh, yeah. A good idea, I think. I think Dark Souls was smarter about health. Yeah. I think you have way, the humanity way. you have the humanities and you have Estus and you have that one ring that gives you health back if you kill enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that's better. Because it makes health more important. Mm-hmm. Um all right, but ignore the um health for a second. Um, and just everything in Demon Souls is kind of like the less accessible, kind of purer, less. There's no like weird quirks like um, dying to the at least that I noticed so far, like dying in the Duke's archives and responding in, inside the level. Um, There's some weird quirks, but it's all kind of like uh, the world tendency stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's really. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm, so far, I'm just ignoring. I just ignored that, but okay. I saw an LP where it's like different enemies are showing up and different paths are becoming accessible. Yeah, and like well, suiciding in the, the nexus to do things. It's like weird. it's a super weird system that I don't feel like I missed much by not engaging with. It's, but it's not there. well explained. It's and not it's, well. It's implemented. not explained. Period. Yeah, mm. it's just it's not fun. I'm just gonna ignore it, and then hopefully that makes the game feel a little bit more random and dynamic. Boom, that's a are win. You, there you go. Are you playing online? Yeah. Okay. Because if you're playing offline, like you'll probably never actually influence it enough in yeah. either direction. Mm, gotcha. So I was just neutral the whole time. Mm, I think I've been... I've, they have a little menu thing, and I've checked it a couple times, and it's always been like middle of the road on all of them. Mm. Yeah, I think they have like events now where they'll just set them all light or dark for a day. Yeah. Huh. So um, the story itself is... A lot more restrained and invisible, as far as I can tell. Um, there's not, like, this really strong thematic thread, like the um, the entropy in Dark Souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just everything about it is, like, more formal and pure and cold. And I'm realizing now that that's, like, everything I was kind of wanting and asking for, and I don't necessarily <laughs> want it as much as I, as I want the, the quirks in Dark Souls. Um, I love, love Demon Souls. I'm speaking from the perspective of this game, playing this game is um, physically pleasurable. Um, 
I'm going to probably play it more after finishing this podcast, and I love it completely. <laughs> I'm speaking purely in comparison to Dark Souls. Um, yeah. I think Dark Souls being a little bit quirkier, a little bit warmer, having just more human interest. Um, a bit more of a focus. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls gives you, like, story motivations. Mm-hmm. Not motivations, but goals of, like, ringing the bells and then going to Sense Fortress, where this is just, like, here are these levels. What else are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. It's all, like... Like, Tim Rogers thinks Demon's Souls is the best. I can Like, there's a bunch of weird game critic types that are like, oh, of course, Demon's Souls is the best one. And I'm like, that... And that makes perfect sense to me now. Just like, of course, yes, that is what. Oh, because it's way more formalist. No, not kind of, but um, I don't know. It's less accessible. <laughs> it makes less like weird kind of mini concessions. Like in Dark Souls, you get you have access to three areas right at the start, um, but really only one of them is actually practical. In Demon Souls, you got five places to go right from the get go. And that's giving you more choice, but it's also more exhausting yeah. to have to parse that. Um, so Yeah, and that kind of opens up your builds because there's some items you can get in certain areas that kind of break the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, they really inform each other in interesting ways. And I'm really deeply loving Demon's Souls and think it's a totally fantastic game, and I can't wait to play more. Power of um, Latria. Yeah, I'm, I um, beat the <laughs> first area, and the, I've played a good chunk of the second area. Ding, the the, the second areas are so ex- are so big. They're so big. They're so big. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's like being lost in a Metroid Two in a really bad Metroid Two area sometimes, or mm-hmm. worse, really. It's like, when does this hell end? Can I have a fucking? <laughs> can I have a shortcut, please? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, the answer is no. Yeah. No shortcuts. Yeah. No. And then you have to fight the boss, and then you fight the boss, and then a second boss comes in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, but you know, that's also how lots of people feel playing any of the Souls games, and that's that feeling of, I think Pat used this metaphor with Final Fantasy too, of feeling like you have to climb, you're climbing up a slide with socks covering your limbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to climb upwards and just sliding back down over and over again. Demon Souls has that feeling a lot more than Dark Souls. Um, and that is kind of a big part of the Souls experience. And that's what certainly what a lot of people feel playing the Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, and having it in sort of a pure, raw form, I think, is really cool and valuable. Absolutely. Um, because I have Dark Souls. I w- I'm ready to play that game some more later. <laughs> um, it's cool to play this version that's just... More stripped pulling, down. Streamlined and just pulling no punches whatsoever. You yeah. know? So, I really yeah, love there, it. There's such a tension, like, getting to a boss in that game because the levels mm-hmm. are so long. Yeah, it's and, just like, I don't want to fail, but I know yeah. I'm going to! But it's so exciting because of that. And and in that regard, like, the healing stuff makes sense because you're more likely to be able to grind it out and then beat a boss with Mm. few tries. Mm. And I think Dark Souls, again, was kind of the happy medium because... And then Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne will have, like, a bonfire, like, right in front of the boss door. And it's just like, well... Now it's like every other game. There's so much less tension because you're just running 
past all the enemies to the bo- to the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is just kind of disappointing in comparison. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be content just playing Demon Souls and Dark Souls for a long time. And then um, eventually, hopefully, I'll get a copy of Bloodborne. And that'll be really fun just to kind of cap off that trilogy in a sense. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what the hell Dark Souls 3 is. I watched Patrick Klepek no play some of the beta that they're doing. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it looks like it's taking so many of its notes from Dark Souls 2. It, re- oh. it literally looks like Dark Souls yeah. 2. It's like, the same hey, art direction. And... Remember that mm. shitty looking color palette? It's back. Mm. This time the shadows actually work. Ooh. <laughs> God, I don't know. Those original shadows looked really good. They probably aren't fully back. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh man, Dark Souls fucking too. <laughs> the whole like premise of that game was the shadow mechanics. Yeah. The torch. And they ripped it out. Yeah. And then the torch became pointless. And then the whole premise is also let's kind of shit on the ending to Dark Souls 1. Yeah. Oh. And then we let's. We didn't even know about that stuff before it came out. So. Yeah. And then let's just make all the levels on four straight line spokes coming out of the well, hub. So that's the thing is like it tried to kind of be Demon Souls with that. Mm hmm. But then. But- it wasn't really that either because you could only access two of them at the start. Oh. So it's like, it's linear dark Demon Souls. So it's like the worst of both. Mm. And then Demon Souls' levels are really fucking big and scary and labyrinthine. So, and if it doesn't have that, then it's like, okay, you're, what are you offering here? God. There's like two areas I really like in Dark Souls 2, maybe. Mm. And they're both like- near the start. There's like 15 in Dark Souls. Yeah. We put yeah, Peaches to sleep. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, he bowed out. He had to go. When would it... Like, tw- like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it's in the chat. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, what are y'all's favorite levels in Demon Souls? 3-1. Uh, Latria, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done 3-1. That level's really good. I really like the boss at the end of it, too. The um, Fool's I mean, Idol. I could say something. There's there's a moment in that game that's really interesting. Cool. The think, oh god, real, getting to the bottom of Latria Two and realizing that there was just swamp oh, everywhere. Yeah. That's <laughs> a really I good was, moment. Oh, when you realize just the full fucking scale of that level. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually I, forgotten how big that was because I'm thinking of like five two is massive, four two is massive, two two is massive. I'm like, wait, yeah, three two is actually really big too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I be, I'm glad I beat the Flame Lark. I'm gonna try to fight the Dragon God next after after Flame Lurker. Um hey, And do you like Bed of Chaos? No. No. Okay. Is, is Dragon yeah. God like Bed of Chaos? No, oh, no. I just I don't know why I'd make a connection between two giant fucking bullshit fire bosses. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my brother. Hey, hey but my... um. On the bright side, one of them has checkpoints. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I don't. I actually don't think Dragon God is as bad as Bed of Chaos, though. Even in spite of that. No, it can't be. <laughs> and you know what? I just shit on the other games. The uh, the Archstone is right there. Yeah, that's true of all the four <laughs> all four big arch demons, right? Yeah. 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 Well, 
it's a different pacing for the Bet different Bet, Bet of Chaos is bullshit because it takes like six minutes to walk back. Ugh. Ugh. I I stayed up all night um, procrastinating, working on a big project that I'd been working on on and off for a year mm-hmm. with three partners, and it was due that day. <laughs> and I um I'd worked on it some. I just you know didn't need to do the last push, and um. So I'm I'm like okay I've stayed up all night I've worked a little bit um, my brain is dying I need to relax and feel good about life again I know I'll play Dark Souls because um, you know that that is a reaction that every other part of the game would give me Absolutely. and then I and then I play for two hours hoping you know that it'll make me feel better in this awful awful day um, and I have to go and it's the Demon Ruins and Lost Isleth. <laughs> Goody, goody, goody. So I beat Bed of Chaos right in time to go to class. Oh, man. So <laughs> I was feeling pretty low, pretty down on myself that day. Right. So I kind of, I, I don't I don't like the Bed of Chaos. Um, Nobody does. Yeah. So basically all, two, two, all the two levels are just massive, huh? Yep. Of the non-military yeah. areas. Um, yeah, Baltaria is kind of weird, but one three is also very big. Yeah, Valley of Defilement. Um, the first level is actually pretty reasonable, right? Yeah, it gets really actually pretty linear and easy <laughs> from my perspective. Um, I was like, oh, this is the Blight Town level. I better put get my pull up my britches. It's I not. Mean, it's not quite as labyrinthine as uh, Blight, Blight Town. Town. Yeah. yeah. Um, I so mean I that game. Like, that game goes for sometimes more mood than like difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Like three one is not very hard and it's extremely no. linear until you get to the end. You start mm-hmm. hearing those bells, man. But You're just like, it is a mood piece. Yeah. Whoa. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like and I then, don't yeah. like Demon's Souls that much, but I love the Tower of Latria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it I said it's cold, but I also feel like it has a handful of those kind of moments that make it transcend yeah a good bit the singing oh god that's so good <laughs> god all the music too um there's very little like big bombast pieces it's used sparingly and very very smartly mm-hmm. like it seems like there's a progression where demon souls that almost none of the boss themes are big and bombastic and then in dark souls they're a lot more so yeah but you know you still have your gwyns and your sip and your artorias and your blah 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 and isn't that a thing in Dark Souls 2 is just all the music Dark Souls is just 2 everyone Ornstein wants to be Ornstein yeah yeah god oof yeah cool. I'm just gonna continue Blood- judging I'm gonna continue Blood- judging that game from a distance Bloodborne has a great soundtrack though probably cool. my favorite cool it also has guns that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool yeah alright Demon Souls is good. I can't wait to finish it and then talk more about it because I also know I I know a lot about the ending, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about how that game wraps up. And I'm kind of wanting to see it all in context. Cool beans, cool beans. All right. And that's it. That's John. <laughs> cool. Oh, can I say how much do you know about the ending? I know that you fight the fake king and he's really hard, and then you go into Lavos, and then there's the real king, and you kill him inside, and then that's it. Okay, I won't say anything else. Okay. Lavos is cool looking. And you though. marry the lady in black. Gotcha. Oh yeah, she's so great. Yeah. Gotcha. They, um, uh, I'm just so mad at Dark Souls 2 for all the things it fucked up. Oh god. 
like Dark Souls or Demon Souls has her re- do that little chant while you're leveling up. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, in Dark Souls Two, she does that before she'll, she'll open the menu for you. Yeah. So it's like you have to click through, seek, seek, last, last, like it, just so many weird. How it oversights like that. How it force starts you off playing as a guy. Does it? Right? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it does that. Oh, and yeah. then the, the old lady who's you'll die lady. over and over again. <laughs> you'll lose all your souls. We're talking about the video game you're about to play because this is a video game. God, fuck Dark Souls Two. Oh my god. <laughs> mm, like I said, just gonna judge it from a distance. Feels good. Be wary of people that say Dark Souls 2 is their favorite. Yeah. Exclusively. It's exclusively people that don't like Dark Souls 1. Like, I know people who are just like, shit on Dark Souls 1 all day, and then like, Dark Souls 2 is better. All these people are clearly just fucked wrong because... I have a John quote for those people. What? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the context I made that in. I think that was when Moosey um, wrote in about um, Majora's Mask and saying <laughs> that uh, Skyward Sword was great. Oof. Oh. Oh. Oof. That was a while ago. Sky- Skyward Sword is a game I will continue to judge from a, from a distance without playing it. I played seven hours of it. I haven't played any of it. I didn't spend my money. Good for you. I returned it. I don't think I'd ever returned a game before that. <laughs> I cool. Uh, that all you've been into, John? Um, I saw Rocky Horror with Anna for the first time in a theater. Rocky Horror is really good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you, hi. You, you, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if, if uh, you you still seem really into Dark Souls, and that's a game I have never touched. So <laughs> I decided this would be the time for the bathroom break because for some reason I just had to hear Polly talk about cat music. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It sounded amazing. But, wait, yeah. So I got to see Rocky Horror and I had a really nice time there. Um, it was just really, really fun. I really want to see a theater production of uh, Rocky oh. Horror. I have not gotten around to it yet, but that is one of the things I want to do. God. Um... I think we, I think it got to touch, touch, it, touch, it, touch, it, touch me. I want to be dirty, and then Anne and I just looked at each other with these big old grins. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's so good. That was that was a blast. Um, and then also the theater had gotten a major renovation. We hadn't been there in a while, mm-hmm. and because it's a farther away theater, and all of the seats in this theater where they were doing Rocky Horror were reclining, like, like real chairs with like really cushiony seats and everything and we could recline in them oh that's awesome it was amazing everyone had their own like nooks so you wouldn't get in the way of other people or have anybody hit you with their shoes or anything that is really cool so we bought popcorn and watched rocky horror for the first time and just had a ball so good so good that's like one of the defining like pieces of art of my youth i just absolutely (laughs) fell in love with it Awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. I there's like areas of it coming away from it. Like, I really like this. I know that I can imagine why this could alienate some people, and also alienate like people like my dad for really good reasons, and that make me like it more. 
Um, so I didn't really know what to make. Anna and I knew that our perspectives were a little bit limited. And yeah. So we didn't know fully kind of what to think of it. Um, just it's, knowing. It's a, it, it's a think piece for a lot of reasons. There's a mm-hmm. lot of gender politics going on. Things oh, like that. Um, question. Um, was there audience participation? No, there wasn't. We were really oh. disappointed. Everyone, everyone there would seem to be like us, just being like, "All right, let's exp- let's have this thing." Okay, and explore this. Because I kind of just like how it's a big fat love letter to 1950s schlock, and how there's back then they they did have the sexuality, but it was kind of repressed, and here yeah. they're still the same. So, I, you know, I'm not like a mean person, but I nearly went off on a friend. They said, why would you see it without audience participation? It's not a good movie. And I uh, simply went, bitch, please. Yes, that's the appropriate like, reaction. <laughs> and I'm that's like, I, I don't call people that. It's, it's gendered. It's kind of rude. <laughs> I, I wanted to. Damn it. Yeah, it's, it's a mean-spirited insult. But when Peaches breaks it out, you know things <laughs> have gone serious. Aw. <laughs> God. So that was just that was nice. It was really weird, kind of going into the gender politics and um, gender identity politics a little bit further. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the right before that movie was a trailer for the Danish Girl, um, which was a movie about the first trans woman undergoing gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, and I looked. I was looking it up, looking all the stuff up about it as I was watching it, and the main character, the starring it stars a cis dude directed by tom hooper who did the really bad les mis movie oh no uh is this dude and is based on the novel the david danish girl by david ebershoff who's also a cis dude great uh, so it's just like i coming into coming out of rocky horror it's like i could see wh- how some people could feel alienated by this and how this could be imperfect for some people yeah but like in comparison to that, I was like, at least this is really not trying to just assimilate into some weird status quo bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciated that. Also, we all love, um, we love Tim Curry. Who doesn't? We really love Tim Curry, just in Clue, is we watched that movie just a dozen times. and Who doesn't love Tim Curry? He's really great. He is the man. Yep. And I think that's basically the long and short of it. Cool. Cool. Hey, Rhett. Hi. How's that old early access kicking around over there? Doing shitty. Yeah, doing yep. shitty. <laughs> One of these days it'll get better. I swear. One of these days. One of these yeah, days. when they close it down. When they close that whole fucking shebang down. Every we'll do fucking day it's like, so, crafting, mining, yeah, yay, unfinished dinosaurs. Yay. Give you money now. Zombies. Develop, ran away. Yeah, zombies. We stole these assets from the Unity store and just called it a game. Uh, so we got any news? The biggest fucking news Uh-oh. ever. Uh-oh. 30 years in the making. Oh, wow. And when, when I added this, like, holy shit, I'm sick of Back to the Future stuff now after that day. But when I saw the trailer for this, Rocket League added the DeLorean. That's so good. And of course they did it on the day. Yeah. (laughs) Because when else would you? Yeah. But it's just like, oh my god, of all the crossovers, what a stupid one. 
So yeah, it's when I play the awesome. game, you, know, you see little DeLoreans driving around, hitting it's that so giant soccer ball. <laughs> it's so good! And one of the updates a while ago changed when you blow up. Like, other players can ram you and you'll actually blow up for mm-hmm. two seconds. Mm-hmm. They changed it so that it says boom in big kind of cartoony letters. <laughs> When you blow up the DeLorean, it says out of time. Aww. <laughs> I saw that once and I was like, oh, that's perfect. They did that so for. Does it leave uh, little tire uh, fires behind? Like, I, like in the see, I haven't bought it yet. I think it kind of does. That's really cool. It doesn't hover, though, like in the trailer, which is disappointing. Oh, bummer. It seems to just drive around, which I guess they drove in the movie, so. Yeah. Uh, hey, Polly. What's up? Like t- wait, wait, wait. Like t- I have some news. Uh, oh, okay. Anna just came out of the bathroom and was... We, um, <laughs> Great start, John! Breaking news! <laughs> but she just... Um, we had set up... We had completely refurbished our bathroom and added, like, new mood lighting, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, like, had brought, like, this glitter bath salt, and she just took, like, a hot bath in <laughs> glitter and in nice new lighting. Glitter and, and- and she wanted to let us know that she she w- told me to let all of y'all know that she just had a really nice time. I know, I'm trying to make us feel. <laughs> Are you trying to make me envious. feel dirty in my no no spot? A really nice time. Well, that's hey. not the kind of dirty I was thinking. It was more like I more like I need that bathroom. Mm. I I need glitter. I need to feel pretty now. <laughs> Let's go. Do you have a world market near your place? Mm, relatively close. Yeah, world market. Mm-hmm. John, just to clarify, yes. really good? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. And that she feels like a fairy queen. I would, too. There you go. I'm jealous. Crystal gem. Do you feel like a crystal gem? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yes. That, okay. is the, that is the recipe <laughs> for feeling a crystal gem. All right, read. You may continue. <laughs> what is this news you got for me? <laughs> hey, Polly. What's up? Do you like tits? I love tits! <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to be super excited, because Tits 2 is coming to Steam. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? I was, such a big, I was such a big fan of Tits 1. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which abbreviates oh. acronyms oh. to Tits. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was under. I was, I, I was gonna other... say. I was gonna say. Ponchi, or I was gonna say. You know, Peach has already played Honey Pop, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have came prepared. I knew so, we were going that direction. Yeah, that Japanese RPG that people have been waiting for for like a decade, a long time, is coming to Steam and PSP. PSP, really? They still have UMDs? I think it, they're really just doing like a digital release for the Vita. Okay. But, but maybe if you have a what is it, the PSP Go did digital games? Maybe it'll play on that. Maybe, if they, you know, but, make it available. Yeah, but that's what the thing said, PSP and PC. And I'm sure they're going to sell like 99.9% on PC. Yeah. But comes out the day before Rebirth 3 and Isaac. Jesus. As fucking October's loaded now. Yeah. That's Ooh. that's really cool. I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. that game, and I will probably check it out at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, I have to check out the first one. Yeah, Tits I'll one. have to get on. I'll have to get on Neptunia one so I can talk to you all about that when you're <laughs> all up in Neptunia three. Neptunia three. Neptunia. Or I guess I could play Binding of Isaac at Birth. Hmm. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. they're basically the same game. They're basically the same game. I mean, you know, <laughs> cute girls I doing think cute things. Anna actually wants to play Undertale, but um, she was intimidated at first because, um, A, she the only time she walked in on me playing Plus. it for the first time were during the first boss mm-hmm. and then the very last boss. In oh. The um, oh. And she decided that this maybe was a bit too scary or intimidating of a game. Also, in that the bullet hell was probably a little too much for her. Right. Um, then she got a more balanced view of it later on, and she sobbed through the true end with me. Um, and she said, maybe I, I can play it, and then for the hard bullet hell parts, I will hand the controller to you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that I've sounds been, nice. I've been watching some streams of Undertale, because mm-hmm. I need more of it. And I've seen some mm. people be really bad at the bullet hell stuff. Like, <laughs> new, like lots like, of critics were complaining that it was too hard. Like, really? It's not that bad. I thought I was terrible because John was like, I only died once and I died more than once. But I saw people like dying like seven or eight times on like the last boss of the neutral route. I'm like, oh, man, you're having wow. a bad time. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think you could die on that guy. Yeah, I know. Mm. And then when it came actually time to have a bad time, I only died like 15 or 16 times. And then the other people were having a bad time like 100 times. (laughs) How high does it count? 12, I think. (laughs) That's great. But then there's also three other sets of dialogue for if you fight him, if you beat him and then fight him again. It's just like, wow, you're kind of a freak, aren't you? You weird. (laughs) You're kind of a freak, huh? What a game. Like, that's pretty fair so we might play undertale cool hey polly what's, what's your up? favorite anime what's my favorite anime i would have to say tenshi muyo Rhett. yeah you what? love that third really? over, right i loved what the third ova oh no the third series was bad yeah i never finished watching it i remember you rated Tenchi's... that Tenchi, like, and uh, Space Academy. Though there was, uh, that was a, a separate series that didn't actually feature the GPX. Main... Yeah, maybe Tenchi and Tokyo is the other really bad one, right? Uh, God, Tenchi and Tokyo. I think you so rated bad. both of those a one <laughs> uh, thing. Terrible. I think it's because there was a period where I I cared a lot, a whole lot about what your ratings were on the anime. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, now you should just use my ratings because they're more accurate. So why are it's you true. why are you bringing up such a a classic show like Tenshi Muyo, right? So even though it's actually been ten years since Ova Three, yeah, they're making a fourth one. Why? <laughs> why would they do this? Why, why would they, they do this? this? Why are you doing all this? Mihoshi? Well, this is this Mihoshi Muyo now. Uh, she had her one spinoff OVA episode, and oh. it was really good. Yeah. Miyoshi yeah. and her um, totally yeah, not and lesbian, her totally not lesbian partner Kione. <laughs> Kione I, I couldn't remember her name. I, I almost said uh, Karina. <laughs> there may have been some inspiration there. Made some correlation. <laughs> yeah, they're making a fourth Tenchi Muyova, and they're also doing a new season of Full Metal Panic. Ugh. Oh, weird. So, God. Weird. the early 2000s are fucking back. It's like two things I don't want any more of at all. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I've never even seen Full Metal Panic. Full Metal I, Panic. I thought, people liked, I thought people liked Full Metal Panic. The first Full yeah. Metal Panic is boring and god-awful. 
Umbrella. Yeah, that's what I heard. That Full Metal Panic, bad, Full Metal Panic for Mofu is alright. Mm-hmm. Um, but good god. We don't need more. My, my What I heard was that the first one is boring. The second one is like really good. You know what? I don't even know anymore. This is all like <laughs> six years ago. I don't give a shit. I'm just shocked that they're doing sequels to stuff after like literally a decade. It's like who even knows what Tenshi Muyo is now? Yeah. We barely even watched, know what it is now. I watched the first OVA and I don't know. <laughs> I think I was just like, I, this seems like it was a cultural event that I am not really privy yeah. to the context of. The first two OVA series and the first TV show were good. The first movie was good. Mm-hmm. It's easier to list what's good in that franchise. Yeah, yeah, because everything else, bad. they did an entire magical girl show. How did they do that? Oof. I, I thought that was just like a few episodes or something. They did. They did. Parody. They did a pretty Sammy uh, spinoff series in the nineties, and then they did another one in uh, two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Yeah, it's, it's I awful. remember that vaguely. I, I remember it because I got it for a macho friend for uh, Christmas oh. one year. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you like all this manly stuff. Here's some really girly, gooey stuff for you." <laughs> <laughs> anime is weird there's like three seasons of some fate stay night Ilya magical girl spinoff now oh my god it's like oh, was that attack on titan oh god junior yeah. high school spinoff attack show on titan junior high or something i really want the second season of that to come out yeah right after really the like second right after the second season of panty and stocking no <laughs> uh. I think but Attack, Attack on Titan, Titan made a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> it made a lot of money. I've never seen it. That's like the new mega franchise. Oh, is that mm. the new Evangelion? Yeah. Oh, mm. God. When you say Evangelion now, I just think milked to death for 20 years. Did and 3.33 I think... ever come out? No. I mean, it's announced yeah. for real. But it's still, oh, still like next year. Jeez, I think it's literally... I think it's literally... 3.33 years after. Remember when they said that it was going to be one year apart when they first started this? Oh. And I oh. still haven't really... I, I still, I've had the three movie downloaded for oh, like two years, I think. That came... The fourth one isn't out yet, right? No. I would have heard of that. That's that's the crazy part. Whew. Whew. You know what I think was the best, the best in 3.33, though? Mm-hmm. Was well, how all the characters are, or most of the characters are like fourteen years older. I've never how... seen three point three three. Wait, really? I didn't even I know it I... came out. What? I saw two point two two. I we're just we... talking what? about one, two, and three, right? Yeah, like they're the, the same thing. The goofy, yeah. I I still haven't seen three. Everyone loved two, yeah, because it was good, and then I everyone s- hated one because it was boring and re- recappy. Yeah. I really um, thought we watched three together, Polly. Nope, nope, we need to. I already watched it. I, I haven't watched seen it like two yet. I'll watch it with you. I'll right. watch three with you. We'll watch it. Well, I'll just say three is ridiculous because it time skips 14 years later. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah, it's fucking, it's a strange movie. It's but adult Shinji? No, so Shinji didn't affect, it's stupid. Like All everyone right. else is older, <laughs> except for him. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll not spoil this for me because I still need to see it. I just want to say one thing. Okay. That movie like actually came out like almost exactly 14 years after EOE. Oh, really? 
So it's kind of this weird meta commentary where everyone is just like, yep, we're still fucking at it 14 years later. Isn't this fucking boring? Like, I appreciate it on that level. Uh, just uh-huh. Like, you really feel the authorial intent there of just like, yep, 14 yeah. years later, we're still piloting that Ava. Shinji get After in the robot Jurassic- now. After Jurassic World, I have a lot less patience for that kind of meta commentary. <laughs> any other news? What? Uh, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any correspondences from our listeners? If you want to get out on that action, you can send us a question over and on the old Twitter box at SMPS underscore updates or drop us an email at podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Rhett, hit us with some questions. Uh, Raquel asks, are there any games or genres you can't get into no matter how hard you try? Um, survival games, oh, uh, God, yeah. builder games like Minecraft and stuff, or Terraria. Minecraft's also a survival game. I got really into Minecraft and Terraria, so I'm probably okay there. I think for me, it's like the part of this that breaks me is no matter how hard I try, and it's like there's not really a genre I've tried to get into and not been able to. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't play like RTS games, but I've never really tried to either. Right. Mm-hmm. If I tried, like, I want to play cannon fodder at some point. I bet I'd like that. So good, so good. Polly recommended that. Um, I this the, for me for a while. This for me this was um, old Western RPGs, but I think I kind of broke that with um, Fallout, which I really liked. Mm. Um, mm. So, no, games are great. I bet you I'll, probably, um, I'll probably skip on Honey Pop. Kind of, yeah. Oh, I can't blame <laughs> you, but kind of seconding the rts thing because uh at least the ones i've dabbled in there's such a learning curve it's yeah i just bowl over all your cavemen because i've upgraded my people to uh cyborgs or it's the opposite it's like oh ha i have invented fire i'm like well we traveled back in time and made you me and deleted all your saved games also oh lovely yeah yeah we have the technology to actually rewrite the game itself Cool. And you were fucking around with fire, you dumbass. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I've heard so many good things about like the Civ, like the new Civ games, but I'm just eh, I can't get into it. Mm. Just seems too much. Actually, that's something I really like Civ Five, and I had not played any of them. Like, I think that mm. game actually is pretty damn approachable. But... I think I played one of those um, with. I had a bunch of friends in high school who we would meet up in the computer lab during lunch and we would play an RTS multiplayer together. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was one of the Civ games and it was really fun. I would lose every time, but it was really fun. I guess Civ does have multiplayer, but I don't really consider it an RTS. Right. I haven't played it multiplayer though, but I just played against the computer and it waits for you in that. Mm. That, that was fine. Because mm-hmm. like... Multiplayer games in that will literally last like like weeks because that's such a slow moving game. Yeah, it yeah whatever we played maybe it wasn't even Civ it was one of the one of the one of those. <laughs> Actually, every time I basic I played an RTS, I've had a blast. I just <laughs> haven't. It's played, a genre you just can't get into, it. no matter how hard yeah. you try. I just haven't. I need to play more RTSs. Those games are really fun. Every time I touch them. Is XCOM kind of that, or is that not no, really? No, it's turn-based strategy. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. That's kind of the exactly not that. Then. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we should all get into MOBAs. Oh, yay. Yeah, make a little Dota team. Yeah, will be us. 
I'm sure I'm sure nobody's tried making a team to be competitive in that game. No, never. So we would clearly yeah. have an we, edge and strategic. Clear, yeah. Yeah. We clean up. Get Internationals, here we come. <laughs> Get that millions of dollars sponsorships, yeah. socks branding. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, Raquel writes in, what's a character you can't stand in a game you otherwise enjoy? Hmm. Uh, That's a good question. Algus and and Final Fantasy Tactics. (laughs) Uh, I love that game, but oh my god, I hate Algus so much. He's a pampered rich kid who hates poor people, and Uh, he he gets Delita's sister killed. Oh. Oh. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to hate him. Yeah, but, you know, if, if we're supposed to hate him also, yeah. like, Colonel Volgan from Metal Gear Solid 3 is oh, one of the man. most... It's one of the most he's delicious... Despicable. He's one of the most despicable villains ever, but mm-hmm. I like him because he's despicable, but I like him yeah. because I hate him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when I saw this question, I was looking through games to see who I really hated, and I couldn't come up with much. One of the ones I thought of was Handsome Jack in Borderlands 2 mm. is trying to be the villain you hate, but haha, he's funny. Yeah. But it just does not ever work for me at all. I just actually like genuinely hate him. Mm. Not in a, mm-hmm. oh man, I can't wait to get this guy. It's like, oh my god, please shut up. You are not funny. I hate you. I hate mm-hmm. this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Vanille in Final Fantasy thirteen. Really? Oh my wow. god. She's so grating. <laughs> but she's hot. I don't care. She's so grating. Look at me, I'm an airhead. <laughs> I know lots of people that really hate Yosuke and Teddy. I'm like, mm, sorry. <laughs> I hate what I hate what Teddy has become. Mm-hmm. Because Teddy is basically now just like a big Purple. pervert, and it's gross. Yeah. And whereas it was a lot more innocent and. Him just trying to adapt to being a teenager in the mm-hmm. original game, and now it's just really gross. Mm-hmm. It, where he's straight up asking girls, "Hey, can I have sex with you?" What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not played any of those Persona games, but that seems. Yeah, when I played uh, when I played the the dungeon crawly one, Persona Q, it was just straight up him yeah. meeting every girl and being, "It would be great if I could score with you." Oh, it was like it was kind of cute when you didn't like in Persona Four when you didn't know what quote unquote scoring with a hot girl was, and that was kind of the joke is that oh he doesn't mm-hmm. really know what he's saying, but now he's mm-hmm. clearly aware of what he is saying and it's gross. Yeah. yeah, and then in Persona Four he secretly like had one of the most melancholy little story arcs to him. Yeah, and it comes around he comes around really nicely. Yeah, and. And Yosuke's kind of annoying, but also kind of endearing. He's kind of like the Xander, yeah. you know? Yeah. And similar to Xander, he has lots of annoying moments and also lots of moments where he really comes through. And Yeah. I, I basically really like Yosuke. Yeah. So I don't have an answer. I can't think of anything. Yosuke yeah. has cringy moments that are understandably cringy because he is a teenager. Mm-hmm. T- Persona 3, I won't watch Dana play that and there's some it's more like a lot of the people in that are just channeling Yosuke and the game almost doesn't seem to see that as much I don't yeah. know alright cool next question next question comes in from Tengu Gemini can Rhett please explain the birds and the fish 
Yeah, you were talking about how what? Cheap oh, Cheeps and Mario 1 were oh, birds. Geez. It's like, what? The second worst. What? Sorry, Anna burst into the room saying, Junpei is the literal worst. <laughs> okay, but, but but Red's got this thing where he keeps saying that there are birds in Mario okay. 1. There I, aren't! Okay, it's a joke now. Obviously, when you corrected me, I was like, oh, right, they're jumping out of the water. But when Wait, I played... you thought those were birds? <laughs> they got little white wings. What? They're oh, fins, you Dude. idiot! They totally look like wings when you Google them. They look like wings. Yeah. What? The cheap cheeps have wings. That's what it looks like. They jump super high out of the water. Oh, they're called parachutes. They don't look like wings when they when you look at the sprite, though. But they're white. They only look like wings in the drawings and in the new Super Mario Brothers graphics. Yeah. And in your Twitter icon. My Twitter icon's awesome now. Yes. <laughs> it's so really cool. good. I really love your Twitter icon. I I was just playing Polly's dumb Mario thing, and then there's that level at the end where you're on the bridge of lava, and there's a fucking billion cheap cheeps. <laughs> and I'm just like, lava oh my cheeps. god. I'm just like, oh my god, these fucking birds. And then everybody on the internet's like, oh, you eat their fish. Red doesn't know the difference between fish and birds. Fish don't jump super high out of lava, okay? They can! <laughs> well, do birds... <laughs> Two birds jump out of lava. <laughs> 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 Poor Rhett. He's our he's our dummy. God damn it! <laughs> I just thought it was funny to think that you know there's the whole oh the clouds and the bushes are the same sprite and I'm like wait there's bird cheep cheeps and there's fish cheep cheeps and they're the same <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We, he's the, you know what, I tell you what, we pay him to be sexy because he is the Sox cast <laughs> sex symbol. He doesn't have to be smart. So I'm glad you explained this question to me, because when I just saw, can Rhett please explain the birds and the fish, I thought it was an Undertale joke. About <laughs> sex. <laughs> Alright, question. <laughs> Boner says, would you say rap is obsessed with poop? And is there a correlation to Polly's appreciation of rap and scatological humor? What do you mean? Like I don't I don't, rap, think I, I don't think I understand the question. Is rap obsessed with poop? Like why would you come to that conclusion? Like I, I know, know that, I know a lot I'm of just, rappers say they're the shit. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we're, we're ruining whatever joke Boner was going for. Sorry, Boner. This one went over my head, dog. <laughs> yeah, me too. Blame the Sudafed. Okay, one final one from Eric. Not Eric's joystick, but we can give him a plug anyway. Twitch.tv Twitch slash, Eric's joystick. slash Eric's joystick. This comes in from a different Eric, though. Okay. Halloween, Halloween is coming up. Anyone have any spooky stories to tell? Um, or, spooky or, do you stories? Have any tra- or do you have any traditions? I've had one about the dead bunny. Oh, oh that, we heard you'll that. hear that. That'll be at the first of the episode, so they'll have already heard that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I do have kind of a scary story. Um, oh. yeah, um, so it was, uh, kind of like a dark night at my place. I had the lights turned off, uh, because I had had a bit of a headache, because I, I had been sick earlier in the day. Um, uh, and, um, uh, to sort of alleviate w- the feelings I had been having from being sick, I treated myself to five Reese's peanut butter cups. Wait a minute. And... 
when I had, when I had, I had looked down 20 minutes later, the package was still empty. And I was scared because I wanted more Reese's. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the through line on that joke, is that yeah. there's no more Reese's. And it's not a scary story. I don't have any traditions, and the only thing <laughs> I'm going to be doing this Halloween is playing The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. That's my only plans. I have no parties to go to. I'm not giving out candy to little moochers. I'm keeping all of my candy for me, including <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups. Those are awesome. And I stayed in last Halloween. Y'all did the podcast on Halloween night. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and Hannah and I bowed out so we could have oh, some yeah. together time. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I keep forgetting we've been doing this thing over a year now. It's crazy. I know. Crazy. Kate, didn't we make a game together like well over a year ago now? Yeah, it came out on my birthday, I think. That's nuts. Did it? Life is That's good. True. Yeah, I think Kiss All the Boys came out on my birthday. Hmm. Wow. Life okay. is good. I have a scary story. What's your scary story? Well, I was just thinking about, um, we were talking all about colds and fevers, because Anna had a big fever, and she hallucinates every time she gets a fever, and she gets a fever like every year. Oh, good. Uh yeah, but I only like had one scary hallucination mm-hmm. as a kid, like little 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 kid, and like, like I was in my um, bedroom and I was like hallucinating Winnie the Pooh characters, and I had no idea what was going on because I'm like five, mm-hmm. and then I go crawl in bed with like my parents, and then I'm hallucinating like Pixar movie characters, and I have no idea what's going on, and I like like open my peel open my dad's eye. And, oh like, my there's God. everything going on with his eye. Not peel, peel his eye. Just, like, open his eyelid. And it doesn't wake him up, because I guess he's a really heavy sleeper. Yeah. And then I'm still freaked out, so I go out to the main room, and I'm just, like, huddling in the full lights, and I just hallucinate, like, this really vivid snake just right there with me, and I just scream. And oh, I woke up my parents. We'll call it the Sudafed snake. <laughs> yeah. You see him on the ceiling every now and then. Uh-huh. So that was scary. You wanted a scary story. Any more questions? Uh, there's a bunch about Undertale, but they actually said, if this isn't spoiler cast, save it. Yeah, we'll save cool. those. Uh, if you got okay. questions about Undertale, send them to us. We're going to be doing a spoiler cast. Send like us I said. all the Undertale questions. Like I said, I'm a couple... ravenous for Undertale-related material. Uh, in the next two or three weeks, we will have a spoiler cast. Uh, hopefully, this coming Friday, we will be recording another Album Listening Club uh, podcast. So, um, if everybody's feeling up to that, we should have that out uh, next Sunday. So, um that's about it as far as programming goes. Uh, you're probably going to want to start thinking about end-of-the-year stuff, too, because... I actually wrote up a preliminary top ten yesterday that I oh. feel pretty good about. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we're... I wrote them, like, I wrote mine, like, two months ago, and I have changed <laughs> it up a bunch. Uh, we're going to be doing the same thing we did last year. We're going to be hosting, you know, another two-episode DLE where we talk Woo. about our top tens, and we will read your top threes if you send them to us. Uh, but we'll get more into that uh, next time we're together here on this wonderful little show that we call the Soxcast. Uh, Mr. Peaches! Yo! Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Uh, it's been a blast. I hope we didn't. <laughs> I hope we didn't bore you too much. No, no. I mean, sorry I tagged out a bit, but really, this has just been like... Mm, it's been like a, a warm hug through my ears. <laughs> Aww! Aww. That's, that's beautiful. That's what, that's what I like to think of this podcast as. And not just a money-making machine. 
because it makes <laughs> no money. Ray, uh, or no, wait a minute, Mr. Peaches. <laughs> if we're going to look for you on the interbuts, where can we find you? Um, Probably at twitter.com slash Mike Yarum. That's Y-A-R-R-U-M. And yeah, I just kind of tweet, uh, but mostly I retweet uh, what you all are posting, so... <laughs> No point. If you want but all thanks. the entertaining shit, he's like he's he, he's uh he's an aggregator for all the cool shit. Uh, Rhett, Radical. Where can we find you? In three John Thire, where can we find you? You can visit my website at farawaytimes.com, and you can visit my Undertale Tumblr theme Tumblr at farawaytimes.tumblr.com. <laughs> and um, if you want to send us questions, like I said. Uh, shoot us an email to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net or get on the old Twitter box and shoot a text thingy maduder over to at SMPS underscore updates. And remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. Mm-hmm.